0: big ruck when Thomas was in the front spot that time, ball hits the deck, Ball over the top, Martin, he couldn't quite trap it but had the skill to go after it again, make that three, make that three, you little beauty, he's a superstar, Kyle Martin, and he slams through his first on the beginning. grass. who's going to claim the ball, it's just falling out of hand, now can we have a shot at goal, it's against Smythe,
1: it's Spike! he's picked it up and he's just put it on the left.
0: Kilsyth move into the Division 4 box seat as Churnside wobble again. Whitehorse relegate Glenn Waverley, whilst the Waverley Blues survive a Coldstream scare out at Arctic Park. Plus, Templestowe get another win on the road to an unlikely finals appearance. Montrose close in on poor old Croydon, and Baldwin get a massive win over the Bulls. Welcome to the Eastland Monday recovery with myself, Matthew Fodia, Ray Baird, and Wayne Brasher. Brash, we'll start with you, mate. You're out at Vermont, that we'll get to in about 20 or so minutes, but they got. Um, a very overdue win uh, before a tough three weeks to finish their home and away season. It was a scrappy affair.
1: Yeah, look, the grade never reached any great heights, <laughs> Matt. And, uh, <laughs> look, we'll say a little bit more about it later, but look, uh, to be honest with you, there's a lot to talk about because I think both Vermont and Park Orchard are treading similar paths at this stage of the season. No, it's, Park
0: Orchards would have taken that three years ago, Ray. Ray bed. you were at a cold stream with me, mate. It was a, a nice day, actually. I, Arctic Park was a, a false a false them yesterday, wasn't it?
2: It was, Matty. It was great to be out there. I wasn't on the radio, but I was out there watching the guys do their work. And I must say, the young guys are doing a great job in the media team this year. I, but, yeah, look, I've probably been out to Arctic Park there probably 10 or 12 times over my career. And that's probably the warmest it's ever been. Yeah,
0: and it was a pretty decent game of <laughs> yeah. footy, but we'll get to a that one as well. It was a great game of
2: football. There's not, look, I still say that, you know, there's not much between those... Those two sides.
0: No, no, Goldstream definitely will come out of that one thinking they can yeah. roll Waverley on their day, but Waverley did get their fourteenth win in a row. We'll start in Premier Division though, straight into the thick of things. And on Friday's show we talked about this clash, ball in Noel Park. It's a clash for, for years and years it's built up a, a great rivalry. And Steve White and I, we stuck with ball and I've been sticking with ball all year, Brash. I keep looking at their team and I go, They have to win. they have to go in as favourites, and they finally uh, vindicated my, my tipping against one of the top two, winning by fifty six points in the end over Noel Park. Uh, most impressively was the second half where they kicked nine goals to three uh, Charlie Harley kicked three Jordan Lyle and Chevy Anderson kicked two apiece along with Freeman and Oaks. Uh, and the best player was Jamie Ridd who we'll probably talk about in a second he's having a great year off the halfback flank but we do have Baldwin coach Rodney Ed on the line Rodney that must be far and away your best performance of the year
3: uh, Hi Matt yes it, it certainly was um, uh, I don't know how you could probably go with us as um, favourites but uh because Noble have been a bit of a trendsetter, so it was a big challenge for us. You know, we lost a player before the game, and the night before we went to VFL. and uh, so we were, we were. You know, I think it was going to be an enormous challenge. Yeah, you know, you know, we got a lot of respect for Noble Park. They're a terrific club and a, and a really good footy side. But we uh, just thought our pressure all day was able to uh, able to nullify their you know, the key playmakers. And uh, as you said, you know we're probably sixteen points up at halftime. I think, and you now. But to be able to go away with it in the second half was really pleasing.
0: You, you mentioned the pressure there, and we were there on Queen's birthday where Noble Park's pressure was probably off the charts, and you guys didn't quite handle that. Was that a big focus this week, given what you were expecting from them?
3: Yeah, for sure. That um, We just thought, with, you know, they're obviously a very strong midfield. Now getting a couple of players back from thanks this week because they had a buy, so we knew they'd be a bit stronger. So we tossed up, do we, you know, do we tag Martin? Do we tag Skecha? Uh, what do you What do you do in those situations? So we had a bit of a think tank amongst the uh, the coaches and some players. had some input, and in. we thought, no, we'd back our system and uh, uh, wouldn't tag any of the players, but sort of try and uh, uh, I suppose work for each other and uh, you know, be able to put pressure on the ball carrier. And we're able to do that across the board. So, so that aspect was really pleasing.
1: Rodney, we we look back at. I just want to go back to 2019 and, and and look at the competition in general. Normally, the good sides were able to, you know, really hold the and maintain the pressure for you know roughly two and a half to three quarters. But since since COVID's hit, it's it seems like now that all sides are struggling, maybe only to be able to hold momentum for a quarter and a bit. Now, is that something that could take time to get back into the competition?
3: Um, maybe. I think it may be as much, too, that uh, maybe competition's evening up, so there, so there's always going to be momentum swings. Like last week, we we probably had control for three of the quarters, but they had a bit of momentum in the third. And I think you know, there's a bit of talent on every side, and I think that momentum will swing at times. And uh, uh, so I, th- I think it's a credit of the competition that... Uh, now that the evenness, or now the teams can beat each other, um, I think that's probably more the case with anything else.
1: So with the okay, if the, if the so with the competition and evening up, in your words, uh, would you say that that's why maybe your side's form throughout the the season has probably fluctuated a little bit more than what it normally has?
3: Um, I don't think our form's fluctuated, to be honest. Um, a couple of down games. Um, you know, we lost to uh, Roval by two goals out there. where We had five players pull out the night before with COVID. So I think uh, COVID and the flu and a whole range of different things affecting sides. Um, uh, We've probably only really had one bad game, to be honest. Um, so uh, I think our effort's been there most of the time. So I think players' availability is, has affected teams. Um, and we obviously clubs that have got BFL players were affected as well because... COVID, whether it's AFL or VFL, you know, you lose players. So I think that fluctuation and injuries has really hurt teams.
2: Rodney, just on what you said about COVID and and sides not, you know, being able to control the game for longer periods, I think a lot of that is that since COVID, teams are picking younger players now, you know. Do you you agree with that?
3: Well, I think, of course, we had seven players played yesterday who are under 21. And we've had that for a few weeks now because we've got – we'll probably hopefully get four or five players back next week. But, uh, well, now with injuries and COVID as well, I think we probably haven't had the depth uh, that we've had in the past. And uh, I think now you end up playing some youngsters. And uh, I think Vermont are, are, are a victim of that. That they've uh, had a few players leave at the start of the year then they've had a lot of injuries. And uh, once you get a lot of injuries, you know, it obviously tests your depth. And, you know, you know you've got to – have to play some younger players. Fortunately, our younger players have stood up and done very well, which we're pleased with. So I think that's just the way of the nature of, of the competition going forward.
2: Rodney, I, I look, this morning I look back over your seasons and I, th- I think if you've been travelling really well. I believe you're just starting to get a little bit of momentum because you've got to go back to round 12 and these Blackburn was the only side that took you by 40 points that day and you haven't lost two in a row, which to me is a good sign. When two sides get beaten, they bounce back next week. But, uh, and you put yourself now, you beat beaten the other top side apart from Roval. So going into the, into the final series there, I know you've got a couple of hard games. You've got Doncaster East coming up this week, Vermont and Robles. So you know the, the challenge is there. So your final series basically starts this week.
3: Yeah, probably started. Uh, yeah, you probably started against Noble. You now we've got to have a tough road to. hey give us a chance of top two, which is still a, uh, outside chance to be honest. But uh, to try and cement into, into third spot. So um, you know this week's game coming up against East Doncaster will a good game for both teams. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've been pleased with our with our uh, form. I've been certainly pleased with our effort and the intensity. I think we've worked really hard, even a couple of games, uh, like against Noble when we got beaten easily. It was really just one bad quarter, and the players responded in the second half. And uh, so so I've been pleased with their effort. Um, we've just got to be able to maintain the rage now. Um, as I said, it's, uh, it's getting to the pointy end, and uh, now there's some big games coming up, and we need to submit our spot.
0: It, Ray mentioned, obviously, that teams are having to pick younger players as COVID's hit, and, and obviously older players have maybe played at different clubs for different reasons. Obviously, you guys lost three players to Caulfield um, over the course of that sort of 2020 period. And one player, though, that's impressed me has been Jamie Ridd, who's off half-back, provided um, a lot of dash, and he, he can take a mark too. He he's, plays more of a, as a small defender, Rodney, but he's quite tall and quite a, has a good vertical leap, and he's been your best on ground twice in the last month, so he must be having a bit of a purple patch
3: yeah yeah he's um last year we were really happy with him um he was a kid that was available down the nineties last year and uh, we played him early as a pressure forward we thought we'd lacked a bit of speed in the forward line and he performed that really well um and He had a good pre-season, and we uh, just you now we played him off half back really to try and try and actually generate some run through the lines we thought we we're, we weren't too quick down there and um uh, He's uh, he's had a reasonable year. His last month, his last three or four weeks have been really good. He, like his most, some players in our competition, decided to have a week in Bali. So he didn't train a week, came back, got one possession, got one possession against Blackburn. Um, so, um, but, uh, but actually, since that game, he's no, he's played really well. So, uh, no, he's one of a, quite a few of the youngsters we've been really pleased with.
1: Rodney, how long do you think, um, and looking at your uh, your injuries and outs and, and as such, and discarding the long-term ones that won't be back this year, how far do you think you're off full strength? And will you get them back in, in time for maybe a couple of weeks in the seniors leading into the run-up into the finals?
3: Yeah, Jeff Goebbels will play next week. Oh, he's played excellent. two in the... He's played two in the reserves and got through and played well. Uh, Chris Penelbury, we're hopeful, will be playing this week. So he's a he's a chance. Uh, uh, Caden Schreiber, who's played most of our games, was caught up to Collingwood on Friday night. But uh, we're hoping that, hoping that Collingwood uh, VFLN seniors get some players back so Caden can come back with us. Um, uh, Luke Williams is probably still a few weeks away. Um so that's about where it's at. There's probably another one or two that's... I oh know that Andrew Bottom has been out for 10 weeks and he's played the last two in the reserve, so he's not far away also. So, yeah, we've probably got four or five players that can come back in. Um, so hopefully, I don't think you're ever going to get full strength at this time of the year with injuries and whatever, but hopefully those two key experienced players are hopefully not, not, not too far away.
0: And I guess there's a, a bit of a feeling last year before the, the pandemic stopped everything, you guys had sort of hit an, a dream runner form. Is there a little bit of a feeling, probably you're not going to say, it, but is there a feeling among some of the supporters <laughs> that things are starting to click at the right time again?
3: Um, oh, I haven't spoke. None, No, no one's really mentioned that. I think we're acutely aware of the, the tough row we've got ahead, starting with Noble yesterday, and uh, the teams have got ahead. So, you know, we could lose – a couple of those, and end up fourth, um, fifth. So <laughs> yeah, so so that makes it a tough first round. Which don't <laughs> out get going and hit form and playing really good footy. So we're acutely aware we're on a nice edge, as a lot of teams are. So um, now we're just got to not a cliché, but we're just got to worry about this week and hopefully get some players back and. And play well and have some form this week and, and get the win. Well,
0: well, fortunately, mate, you, you and your boys won't have to travel far. You got your last three games at Ball and Vizy Park against, as Ray alluded to, uh, Doncaster Racer in fourth, Vermont, who got their first win in a while yesterday, and Roeville, uh, who are currently on top of the ladder to finish the season. Good luck for those final three games, and uh, hopefully, we'll talk to you and more Ball and people during the final series.
3: Thanks, mate. Thanks, guys.
0: Thanks to Rodney, their Ball and senior coach, and. Yeah, he didn't say it there, Brash, but I think I think they're pretty happy with the way they're tracking these last few weeks. Tell
1: you what, having the luxury of getting Goebbels back into the side. Oh, yeah. Wow, well, what about oh, Jeff was
0: yeah. How many times has he played reserves footy in his <laughs> yeah, life? Know, Wouldn't mate. have been many?
1: But yeah. the thing is, I, I, look, I can understand. I think I probably didn't elaborate on on the fact of uh, of Bourne's fluctuating form. It's probably. Where they had, a, they've had a lot of fluctuating periods in the game where they've had control of the contest but not been able to put the side away. Yeah. And I think he sort of alluded to the fact that um, that other sides have quality opposition that have the ability to swing think, the game. I think that's a
0: very fair because yeah. if you look down to, like you said, they played Norwood last week. They'll play Vermont in a couple of weeks. You know, and we'll talk, we can talk about Vermont now. They got their first win in, in a long time. Uh, feel, would it feel like an eternity for the, uh, the folks down at our Road? They won 10 8 to 9 10. Park Orchards kicked five goals to three in the last quarter to make it really, really tight. Uh, Kalkovsky came in and kicked three goals, um, whilst Mason Haw- Hawkins and Matthew Arnott were their best two players at field. But in terms of what Rodney was talking about, so you got Vermont, Park Orchards, and even Doncaster with the likes of Martin, Hendon, Vickers, Anarkis, Spencer, all the way down to. You know, tenth have got a good set of players that if you do stop for even five minutes, they can win a quarter here and there. Obviously, Doncaster have beaten Roville, so so all the way down. So I think that's why it's probably harder for, yep. for sides to get that real four quarter performance out there because it's it's unlikely you're going to dominate for four quarters. Yeah.
1: Well, like I said, it's it, it it's like um, it's like a, a game adventure sometimes, Ray, because. You can be the best side in the competition, but even looking at you know, you look at sides that have dominated and gone through undefeated, they've still had their moments throughout the season where they've had to fight back. And uh, there's another, there's a side in first division, I reckon, that is sitting around the top of the tree at the moment um, that I reckon are struggling a little bit. We'll talk about that one later. We'll talk about them, but
0: let's talk about Vermont Park Orchard because the Vermont Folk Ray, they've been getting a bit. Cranky that we haven't we've been getting into them, so we better give them a couple of minutes. Yeah, talk give about them a couple of minutes to, to talk sorry. about their win against eighth. <laughs> <laughs> it was a scrappy game. We did say on the Friday preview, Spider tipped Vermont. I tipped Park Orchards because I thought Park Orchards could make it an open game, but by the looks of those scores, Vermont were able to clog it up.
1: Well, it was an interesting type game. Um, I mean, Scott, uh, Spider was actually. I'm not sure whether he was the, he's the oracle because he said Vermont would win by by around a goal. Yeah. yeah. So
0: well, but that makes sense because he's always. Talking the oracle down, maybe he's trying oh, to could, get me off the scent.
1: But look, to be honest with you, it was a it was basically a game of two halves. Vermont really controlled the first. Well, half. you're
0: right. So it was five goals. It was sorry, six goals to three in the second half, Park Orchards away, and seven goals to three in the first half, Vermonts away.
1: Interestingly, uh, basically, Vermont uh, really was only for about a 10, 15 minute patch of the second quarter where they got hold of Park Orchards right and managed to managed to get a 21 to 21 point lead from that moment on park orchards were sort of like the little red steam engine i think i can i think i can but they just couldn't get there and they were building and they were building and they were building you know right throughout the, the second and third quarter and at three-quarter time, Vermont was scoreless with the wind in the third quarter. I thought uh, the Ides of March are, you know, yeah. going to strike here again.
0: I don't know if you're talking to our target market here, fresh with all these uh, <laughs> 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 comparisons, but go on.
1: But um, we, talk, uh, we were just talking off air, and probably the three most experienced footballers for both sides, that's Arnfield, Everett and Johns for Vermont, really didn't have a – an influence on the contest in the afternoon. Arnfield was struggling for, for possessions. I think he only had about three or four possessions in three quarters. But he, he went into the forward line, which seems to be his trait in recent times, and kicked two goals in the last quarter. And that actually put the fear of God into Vermont because yeah. I think they were starting to think, oh, no, this is going to happen again. But a young bloke by the name of uh, Mason Hawkins in the ruck, he really stood up yesterday. You know, he's a bit of a beanpole. He's come from Sale. He's on Box Hill's list. Um, takes a lovely grab, um, and he's—you he's, can see—he's going to develop into a into a nice ruckman. But his ruck work still needs uh, uh, needs some needs some help. But his kicking needs a lot of work.
2: Brash, I want to ask you about that third quarter. You know, you said that Vermont were kicking with the wind. Yes, and they they uh, uh, didn't score at all. No, was was the that in that quarter was most of the play in their forward fifty, or were they just struggling to get it even into their forward fifty with the wind?
1: Actually, Ray, the ball was pinging between half back and half forward for both sides on the far on the scoreboard side for the because they only kicked one goal two. Okay. Uh park orchards yeah. in that third quarter. But into
0: the wind. So you say Vermont had the advantage. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the
1: wind the wind at times was a bit fluky. It well, was we like, saw
0: that at Coldstream too, Ray, because you look at certain parts of the ground and everyone's going, yeah, they're kicking with a three goal win, and I'm standing on centre wing going, it's, it's
2: perfectly still. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. Once so, you get out in the open yeah, yeah. spaces, so yeah. it, it was it
1: was like it it was like park orchards gave themselves every single opportunity to win the game and I reckon if the game had gone another minute they were going to win it because the ball was (laughs) heading towards their inside 50 and uh and Vermont were a little bit shaky in the back line uh Arnott and uh James Ross coming back into the side really helped really helped out yesterday um it helped blokes like Greenwood and Kalkowski who weren't getting the, the best players but that being said um uh, Jay Witness was outstanding for for Park Orchards. Well, he, he,
2: he was no Brash, best of you. Brash, you're our resident stats man. I'm going to ask you now. What is your take on the efforts of Park Orchards this year coming up? Are they to me? It's an A plus. They, they've really they've done much better than I, I, I expected. I would I would
0: I wouldn't give it an A plus because they could easily have made finals. They've lost a number of games inside. Yeah, you've got goal. to
2: remember they jumped two divisions.
0: I give them a B. I reckon B plus, B plus A, okay. B plus because they've they've comfortably avoided relegation, but they will sit down at the end of the year and go, "We lost to Norwood by under a goal, and we should have won this game. They lost by under a goal. They've actually so both games against Vermont, they've lost by under a goal. Yeah, okay,
2: but well, by now, those by those results, I would give them that A plus because they've been able to match it with sides that have been up in Premier for a long time and know the Premier style of play. Yeah. I think you guys are underwriting them no, a little bit. No, no,
1: no. I'll, I'll I'll clarify that, right? Ray. Um, out of all the sides that are not currently in the six this year, based on current form, Parkourts really the, are the only side that are really capable of kicking 100. They were the only side yeah. really looked like they could, yeah. could average 100 points a game. Yeah. That's a, that was a big plus. I think for that's them.
0: why I'm a little bit. Dis- what, yeah, at the start of the year, if you'd given them this, they would have taken it. Oh, so, yes, but I think as the years rolled on, the goalposts have moved, moved a little bit. Yeah. Nor would have been pretty poor. Doncaster, they're much better than Vermont. Have obviously struggled. Yeah. Then they lost to Blackbone by ten points, but had yeah. more scoring yeah. shots. They've actually been there's actually been a lot of games where if they'd even won three of them, they'd be sixth at the moment. Yeah,
2: I mean, and I'm going on the two games that I've However, seen them against Roville, and they no, they were that's in that's those I mean. games. But that's
0: right? what I mean because yeah. they've played Roville twice yeah. and yeah. been good against them. Yeah. But then they can't <laughs> beat seventh, eighth,
1: and ninth. Yeah. However, I, I I will say this, I I. I think personally, of looking at both sides objectively mm. now um, compared to their seasons, I think both sides, are, are, both sides are suffering heavily from injury, and that was that they missed Proznak yesterday. Park Orchards as a they be
0: used they, to that though, because I think even Michael yeah. Proznak would know that he's an injury prone player. But
1: they they were down mm. on look, they were down on personnel too. Park Orchards, Vermont are down on personnel. But you know the one thing that both sides. I reckon both sides mentally and physically are shot. Okay. I re- I re- and it'd
0: be it'd be quite hard for because it, it, it's the first full season in it is, three years. But I yeah, think yeah.
1: I think mainly because the young players are starting to feel it a little bit coming towards the end of the season. But the fact that neither side were able to put enough pressure on on, on each other to you know to put the result beyond yeah. doubt early. Yeah. Well, probably it's probably. All use, isn't it? Like, yeah. it, if
0: you're saying there was a quarter where the ball just pinged between center back, yeah. that doesn't happen often at Vermont.
1: I mean, <laughs> the thing was, the other thing that uh, probably unfor- unfortunately for Park Orchards, they clearly won the clearances, uh, the midfield clearances and stoppages for most of the afternoon, but just weren't able to capitalise on it, Matt, when yeah. they went inside their 50. Uh, look, I know, like I said, uh, both coaches were. Um, Dennis was was dis, disappointed, but not too disappointed. Adam Parker was really happy with the, with the effort. I think relieved
0: would be the word. Relieved yeah, no,
2: But he true. also
1: made, made – but both – actually, both coaches admitted that they threw a lot of their younger players out of position yeah. to see if they could generate some you know some scoring opportunities.
0: Yeah. It is that sort of time of year for those so, teams. Right, yeah. Look,
1: it was a, like I said, the scoreline was 10-8 to 9-10 both sides deserved to win but it was just the fact that yeah. one side got an early break and the other side just couldn't peg them back
2: and and brush around the club that you're at the older generation at vermont must be hurting because i think we have to go back to 2004 was the last no, time 2010 2010 was it okay that uh, they missed the finals you know well,
1: well the thing is though right um i think i said to you a few weeks ago Tex, they, get, they have to get used to these things Can't, you can you the, the money's not floating around anymore no, no, well, because oh, that's, that's true well, that's, that's, let's be honest that's what clubs do and Vermont have had the luxury of where they've been able to
0: <laughs> I think they'll look back on those players that all went to one turn to south and think in hindsight that was that in, was in hindsight yeah. we should yeah. have kept them yeah. because yeah. Pat Wallace Brook Caney would have probably Katie, played Katie. all would have played all, set, all, all every game this year and been very good players. Um, but unfortunately, at the at the time, it was hard to foresee a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I
1: anyway, that, we've got to move on. Got got to move on. Uh, I'll That's just it. I'll just finish quickly. The last thing, right? When you lose your senior players, but I think losing, if they had have been able to keep, well, Buxton and Harley Church, I reckon they still would have been around the mark. Oh yeah. right? well, no, we're we're, pro-
0: probably with Buxton, they probably <laughs> finished <laughs> fifth and sixth, and everyone's shitting themselves. But anyway, Blackburn and Doncaster East, Blackburn again, they didn't win, but they. They've at least showed us that they'll be able to take it up to whoever they play in that first elimination final, unless they somehow um fall out from here, but I don't think they will. Um, you know, Donny East, 14-14, won in the end by 24 points, 11-8. Uh, but at three-quarter time, it was it was down to under two goals uh, after Blackburn kicked four goals to two in the third quarter. Um, and it really, it was just the first quarter where – the first and last quarter, sorry, where Donny East kicked five goals in both of those and Blackburn struggled a little bit. Jack Chalak has continued his amazing year, kicked three goals, second best on ground. Um, I've probably mentioned him a lot, but I feel like he just slides under the radar because he hasn't played AFL footy, and that's and the rest of the Doncaster East uh, yeah. side has probably been on a list at some stage, but he's playing incredible footy this year. Yeah.
1: One thing I like about Doncaster East out of all the sides in the top four, that they're one of the better sides that know how to win ugly.
0: Yeah, I think, and I think that's still the Steve Buckle route. It's not that they played ugly footy under Steve Buckle, no, but it was no. a bit more contested and physical. and Ryan James is trying to add an extra layer, but. If need be, they can fall back to what they know. Yeah, exactly um, And like right. you said, not many teams in the in that Premier Division top six will have played that style of footy for a long time. But Doncaster East sit fourth behind ball and on percentage, but those two play, obviously, as Ray alluded to, this week. So yes. whoever loses that won't be able to make top two. Whoever wins that will need to win every other game and hope that Roval or Noble chip over themselves and, and what have you. So that top two is still slightly available. Um, Blackburn, they're not entirely safe in six because Norwood got a win over Doncaster, and Nord have the – they're only two games behind them. But Blackburn still have to play Vermont, I'm pretty sure. So they should at least get that one win they need, Brash, to, to stay oh, in the look, top six. I
1: mean, if, you, if you're if you looking at the run of the of your Baldwin and, you know, Baldwin should win the last three. Yeah. Uh, ball, no, Blackburn ball. we're talking about, sorry. Uh, Blackburn, uh, I think – uh, I don't think Baldwin supposed don't to think running.
0: Ball, 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 ball will got, win
2: their last three. Baldwin
0: have got Doncaster and Roval. But for Blackburn to lock in sixth, I think Nord have still got to play – South Croydon and Doncaster. So Nord would have to play, would have to knock off two sides to make it. But so Blackburn should be safe. They've got Berwick, Park Orchards, Vermont. They should win all three, minimum two of those. They'll finish sixth. Yeah. Um, They won't want South Corridan to finish third, though, because they beat Bourne, as you said, Ray. They've taken it up to Doncaster East, but last week South Corridan smashed them, and South Corridan have done it again. It's three weeks in a row they've kicked 20 goals. Be very afraid. Three weeks in a row they've kicked 20 goals. They're averaging about 130 points a game in these last three weeks. Uh, They're playing at home, consistency in their footy. James Wilson kicked another six. So in his last month, he's kicked 23 goals. He's kicked 5, 5, 7, and 6. Uh, Braden Kilpatrick kicked 3, he was in the best players, Daniel Cooper. So 2015 to 6, 11. Um, never. never Berwick, more- on the other hand, aren't entirely safe yet either but we'll no. talk about South Croydon you, first. You've
2: just wrapped up South Croydon mate but I was just going to shoot you down with one little reply. What's that? Finals are not played at Cheong. Yeah I know the, I know <laughs> okay. they're
0: not. I know they're not but that, they're going to hit the finals in yeah. incredible form so Well
2: they've been great over the last three weeks, but they're all now, those have they're been now the at best
0: they're now the best offence in the comp.
2: But yeah. it's not their. But it's not their fault that all their games
0: are. I, I, know, I know
1: that, Ray. I But know, the, that, but that, the that. thing is, right? Be very afraid. No, I mean they get,
0: they're going to hit the finals off the back of six straight wins, and they're probably going to kick over hundred and thirty points in every single one of them. And as we've seen in twenty seventeen, Ray, they get on a roll. Oh, they get on a they'll roll. They'll be walking down <laughs>
2: Bayswater Road, you know. Again, gee, <laughs> I might even join them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it again, though. Final, won't no, be no, right? at I, I do agree, <laughs> but
0: I think. I think yeah, and even Rodney E Eve was saying oh, and a lot of coaches in the pre season they were all worried oh, about South at yeah. well, like full you said, strength.
1: Never mind playing never mind the sixth side worrying about playing the third side. Yeah. The others are gonna watch what the others Well that's the, the thing, isn't well. it? So right.
0: at the moment Bowen and Doncaster is winner goes, Okay, we'll probably get Blackburn in the eliminator, the other one's going, Oh I've got yeah. to play South Corey yeah <laughs> <laughs> After all this yeah. work to finish in the top four, and we're going to have to play all, South All Corrigan. in
2: all, Brash, you know, we've been around this competition a long time. Yeah. This is probably one of the it, – it's the best it's final open. series for a long, I, I just, long time.
0: Blackburn, are, I keep saying they're making up the numbers, but only a month yeah, ago, yeah, they, they beat are. But they beat Bournemouth by 40 points. So literally anyone, yeah. Yeah. and they've taken it up to Noble and Roval both games this year. Well, before we just discuss that final series that is looming in three weeks, we better mention Roval, 110-point uh, winners over North Ringwood. I'm a little bit – I think North Ringwood will be a little bit annoyed that they weren't able to – keep some momentum after last week. So it'll be interesting to see how they go on the track now that they have to come up against Doncaster because they lose this week, they're done. Yeah, yeah. If they win, they're probably confident heading into the last round against Berwick. But, um, yeah, Roville smashed it. Look, Five uh, goals to Jake Arundel. He's going to yeah. play a big role in finals because he's yes. a bloody good footballer. He yeah. is a very good yeah. But that final series, as we we're alluding to yeah. there, so at the moment, the, the Roville, Noble, Ball and Doncaster, East South Croydon are like, They've all got 10-plus wins. Then you've got Blackburn on 30 points, but as we said, they should at least win two games of their last three, so they're safe. So that top six is in. Um, and, and like you said, Ray, I've been saying the whole time, I think on paper, Baldwin or Doncasteroos would much rather play Blackburn in the South Croydon, but Blackburn can't be ignored because they've produced some good footy at oh, no, times. they can't be ignored.
2: I That's think, right.
1: just quickly getting back to Roval, Ray, I think um, – there's been a, a, a general evenness around uh, the side this year. There hasn't been any standouts, and the thing that worries me is there's always one player that comes that comes to the fore, and he hasn't he 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 hasn't set the world on fire. He's been good, but I'd almost. It's almost like it's time for the captain when the final comes up. You know, you know he's going to go up to another level. It's Anthony Brolick
2: Oh look, he, look, he he's been playing a very quiet role, yeah. and and and, and I've, I've spoken to Ben Wise about this. He he, the, the little things he does. Brilliant, you know. Yeah. He doesn't get a lot of the ball at the moment. But th- just as a Roval supporter, I'm really happy with that result yesterday because usually Roval don't put sides away. Usually they would win that game by 50 well, points. Well, and
0: I think they know that percentage might come into it because, yeah. exactly. because let's say Bowen or Doncaster East win. Whoever wins that next one win their last remaining three games, percentage probably will decide who finishes second. Yeah. And up until yesterday, Rovers' percentage was the worst the of the worst, top four. Yeah. It's now yeah. the second best.
2: Yeah, And, and they, um, nothing against Berwick, but they got Berwick in two weeks' time that hopefully they could get another mm. percentage. Yeah. Oh, this, They'll have this, to do that
0: right. because I think either side of that, they play Noble and Baldwin. Yeah, so, yeah. so they've got they've got to make the most of that yeah, that, that last really that's winnable right. game because yeah, no, that's if, right. if they don't beat Berwick, they'll finish on fifty two points, which is probably means they will miss out. But if they yeah. win it, they should be fine. Uh, as we mentioned, that I don't think I, I, we said Norwood won. We didn't say who played well. Uh, Blake Pearson kick three. Jason Sparrow back in for his second game. Over the year, kicked two goals. Griffin Everly was best of field um, for them. They won pretty comfortably. They were never really in trouble. So, oh, halftime they were a bit in trouble, uh, according to these scores. Although I think there was a bit of a I think uh, the confusion.
1: Time for Nor was 12-9-8, 31 scoring shots. Yeah, um, but even
0: we've seen them twice this year, and, and goal kicking's been a bit woeful. But they they look like they will finish. Uh, like I said, I think. Yeah, I don't know where Vermont Park Orchards, Don Carrison and that. Get another win from this year. There Doncaster are. play North Ringwood, so they should win that one. And then, yeah, so I think at the moment the ladder's is probably not going to move that much at all uh, no. to that one. So unless North Ringwood can win those final two games
1: and, against and,
0: Doncaster and Berwick,
1: and that really, if we if we really did have a top five ladder, this it year, would probably
0: it would probably be. I uh, mean, that yeah. top
1: the top five that we've got now, right? I think is a is very much a true Blackburn, representation. Blackburn
0: probably get. The, this is called. This is the wild card. There've been one. Blackburn's getting the wild card, like they in yeah. baseball, where we need yeah. to even it up. And you come yeah. in yeah. because, because it, really, you look at it. Yeah, there's a clear divide. There's a so from fifth to sixth, South Cardinals Cardinals are in the two and two and a half <laughs> games clear yeah. and forty percent clear.
1: Yeah. So yeah. I mean, like I said, look at it as you're getting the Joker this year <laughs> and a bit of a wild card because yeah. you
0: but, got, but that might suit Blackburn because there's no pressure. Like yeah, if well, we lose, it, we weren't it, meant to win. It That's won't right. suit
1: them. It will suit them this year, but. Guess what? It's not happening ever again. No, no,
0: well, exactly right. But look, at the moment, Blackburn—they'll be very happy to sit in six because Make after a while
1: the sun shines. after
0: those first two games, we saw them this year at Morne Park. Right. We were all worried they they would finish closer to the bottom than the top. But exactly. Anyway, that's Premier Division Dun and Dustin On the Monday recovery, we'll jump down into Division One and Division Two, where East Ringwood made a really big statement against one turner South, and Moorabuck snuck home against Bayswater.
2: Eastland's new sporting precinct, the Circuit, has arrived. Race into the circuit for customised kicks, giveaways, streetwear, new stores and more. Visit eastland.com.au for more details.
1: Joel's this time. Joel wheels around onto his left, goes long inside 50, coming down just about half forward through the hands, going inside 50. They've got to try and get their hands on this fin brown. No, in Brilliant. In. Brilliant. Can he kick the golf And brownie? has.
0: Welcome back to the Eastland Monday recovery. Second segment here after we chatted to Rodney Eid and spoke Premier Division in that first half an hour, Wayne Brasher and Ray Baird alongside myself, Matthew Fodia. Let's go down to Walker Reserve where we were sort of just watching on with half an eye on this one because once in the South had won six in a row, they'd moved into third billing on the Division One ladder, which is probably maybe we didn't expect them to be that high, but we expected them to be in the finals this year and they do look like they're going to make it. But we're just wondering to see how well they would go brash against East Ringwood, who is in recent times, have moved into pole position. Um, I think form-wise in in this competition. And look, first quarter, four goals to nothing, and from there it was just an absolute domination from the Ruse. They ended up winning 102 to 35. Trent Farmer and Sam Louson with three um, only single goal kickers for Wannan South. Dylan Bilo and James Bilo got the one-two in the best players. Uh, Dylan at one end of the ground, James in the middle. The Ruse back on top of the ladder with percentage. Uh, they have now won. I think. I think it's nine in a row or something like that. Uh, close. I think they lost in round. It might be 11 in a row. I'm not entirely sure. Um, but what do you take out of this one for one turn of south? Because I don't think I expect them to win, but I would hope, and I think they would have hoped, they'd be inside 10 goals, <laughs> let alone what, 90 what points. Do, yeah.
1: What did I? What do I think about one turn of south? I reckon they got a rude awakening. Yeah, but but they, the thing <laughs> is, though one turn south, they did, but they – For a side that was was sick.
0: But all all I would say is the first half of the year, they didn't win those games against Montrose, against Mitchum, against Lillardale, against Croydon, which is what they should have done. So the second half of the year, in isolation, they've done what they're supposed to. If they beat Lillardale next week, they'll come away with seven wins and they'll lose comfortably to the top two, which is what we expected from them. Um, But, yeah, I, I think after six wins in a row, though, there was never a better chance... And and they've let one slip there, and they're going to have to wait another chance to get Murubak. Uh,
1: well, i will put it this way: I I think in uh, in all honesty, gentlemen, after sitting down and, and looking at everything after yesterday, I think really in essence, there's only three sides left in Div One. I, I after I can't see who's group. your
0: third one, Mitchum.
1: I, only Mitchum. Mitchum's the only one.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll say Mitchum score before we roll over to raise views. Uh, Mitchum won 110 to 48. They have put Croydon right in a quagmire here because. No matter what, Croydon and Montrose that last round will be a decider um, because uh, unless Croydon beat Moorabuck, which we don't see that happening, and even then, Montrose should do the business next week. Uh, Jake Parenti kicks six goals, Jesse Smyth five. Parenti's up into the 50s for his goals for the year, um, and best on ground was Smythe with his five. But, Ray, what's your, one turn to south. Do you agree with Brash that Mitchum's the only team that can challenge those top two?
2: Oh, without a doubt. Look, no look. look. Prior to yesterday, but yesterday, that that's a real drubbing for one turner south. You know they would have been really rock bottom this morning down there at, at the Walker Reserve. Well, there they used to, a, of
0: course, clean the rooms and listen to us, but they have to wait till Monday to get it. <laughs> well,
2: that's right. No, look, I, look, I, I agree, with Brash. Look, this is really to me. It's only a two. Well, I, 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 agree I think with you. Mitchum are just that little bit behind the, the top two, and I two. think
0: Mitchum have exceeded expectations. I had them seventh, so for them to, if they are able to play two to three finals, win one, that's it falls into that free-hit category. I think everyone in that division has got a free-hit except for East Wing and Moorabark. Having watched East Wing and Moorabark two weeks ago, whatever it was, yeah. brash, and having watched a couple of other Division One games, uh, anyone else who makes a grand final has – East Wing and Moorabark have either stuffed up or they've produced the performance of the year because those two teams are far and away better than them.
1: They are, and but I think just in recent times, I've just been a little bit uh,
0: – You're a little bit worried about Moorabark? I am.
1: Uh, I saw some – Well, stuff. I will
0: just mention that score because yep. it's a good set. Bayswater had them. They had them at half-time, 8-1 to 4-5, and then Moorabach's second half kicked eight goals to two, got home in the end by 18 points, but they kicked the last four goals of the game, the Mustangs. Joe Jordan with another three, Heath Hocking, Caden Mackie with two. Mackie was best on ground. He's a very, very good footballer. But you're a bit worried about murbuck's recent form?
1: Yeah, I am. Up- they- just some quarters. There's some quarters since that East Ringwood game that haven't really uh, excited me. I, I, I think they've. I reckon they're struggling at the moment. I, I, I don't think they're running on top of the ground as much as they were. Um, a
0: little bit. Uh, their depth isn't quite as strong as East Ringwood, so maybe that's happened. A little I, I
1: just like. Um, I mean, look, is not an easy ground to go to to get a win at the best of times. But I just sort of. It almost seems like that they. They mentally built themselves up, Matt, for that game against East Ringwood. And when they didn't – even though they didn't get um, pants, but it just seems like from then that they've sort of played out a bit. You know, they just haven't – they haven't had well, the Well, you same... can say they
0: didn't get pants, but really it was – what was it? Up to seven goals early in the fourth quarter and then we're about kicked the last few. So it got back to three goals, but East Ringwood were comfortably winning in that last quarter.
1: That's what I'm saying. It yeah. just seems like to me that since the – Since that, it's almost like been a bit of a mental letdown for them, and maybe, uh, maybe they're just struggling once again to 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 get that momentum. I think having Kane Noonan, I think we underestimate how important he really is to that moral bark. Yeah,
0: well, he's probably the most experienced midfielder, and there's captain as well. Doesn't stop running. He rarely comes off the ground. Gets a lot of the football, Um, and he's one of those players like Brolic in the Premier Division when it's not. They like they don't do all the fancy stuff and run and carry and kick at fifty metres. It, it can be their handballs that just set others in motion. Um, they're not just possessions for the sake of possessions. So I think that's the stuff that Kane Noonan does, and and they missed him against East Springwood.
1: However, I look, all all's not lost for them. I mean, look, they're <laughs> well, only... definitely not. They've, they've only lost one game of the year. One. That's <laughs> what I mean.
0: Here
2: I am. Here I am worrying about. You know, if you're talking like they're going to miss finals. But, no. all, all, all I want to say is, look, I'm an angry old man this morning because right. I'm going to shoot both of you down. Right. Because, Maddie, you made the comment that the game was, you know, Bayswater had the game at halftime. It was only three goals in it at half time. Brash, you, you're oh, sorry, a sorry, quarter hard-
0: time. Six goals to one, they're up at quarter time, Bayswater. Okay, yeah,
2: fair enough. But, but Brash, look... It's it's a hard gig out there playing so football. I'm, so nice. I'm too much of a hard task. No, right it's there, a hard right? gig out there, and it doesn't matter how you win, as long as you win. And Mural bark okay, they found themselves in a, in a situation where a well, little you, bit behind right it at it. half because time, at the moment as well. But we... looking at the scoreline and that they've gone about that second half in a workmanlike manner, yeah. and they've got over the line eight, when it counted. Eight, eight so eight don't, goals
0: don't, two, eight don't goals play it down. The
2: they're half. not going to any side is not going to win smack bang it straight out. Yeah, Every eight week. goals.
0: Eight goals during the second half, and Ray is right. There's probably a little bit of the. Well, they're not checked out. Obviously, they have checked out, but they're going to finish one and two. I love yeah. being so. There. So, oh, so, do a they,
1: so do they actually?
0: Do they actually? If you're Murubak, do you want the week off or not?
2: Uh no, I don't. I yeah. don't believe in the week off. If I you want to oh, Keep, there, the, momentum going. Yeah. keep the momentum going. This is lovely. I love it. <laughs> if you're good enough, you'll win and keep the momentum going. <laughs> right. And I thought Ray's rant was finished, mate. Well, it's no, it's again. good. Welcome <laughs> it back. See?
1: I've bought it out again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but you no, the, look, I mean, you've made the right case.
0: Like a matador.
1: I, you've made the right case. And but like I said, maybe <laughs> I'm judging.
0: I think, I think when we need to say Bayswater that first quarter, six goals to one. Against that Maroochydore side, I think that's probably more of a story. Is oh, how, of course, ha, it is. how did Bayswater get that going? Because I thought Bayswater would make it a bit more scrappy in a midfield yeah. battle and stay with them, not jump yeah. out to a six-goal lead. No, that's So, right. You know, and Bayswater's season, I think they'll they've got uh, they, I think they've got one more really winnable game. Uh, they have got Montrose, and then I'm not sure who they play in the last round. Um, but if they can win that, well, they beat Montrose the first time around. Bayswater's year, they're going to probably finish on six to seven wins. Um, They'd be fairly
2: happy with that one. Like to be oh, honest, you would have to be happy with that. Well, it
1: gives them know. something well, because they, haven't, they to look, re- I, haven't. I
2: saw them a few weeks ago for half the first half against Mitchum, and they they ran Mitchum in that first quarter. But look, the thing with Bayswater, they still rely on Joel gelvin Totally yeah, agree. He's a been, bit been, a, yeah, with he's been a, the the core of that side for so, so long. They finished with they Montrose still and East Ringwood. And so Cotty, they might Cotty not win. is another. Cotty's a very good player, a good up and going player. But they, apart from that, they. They need some more structure well, ben, around ben,
0: them. Ben White is obviously the one. He's the, the young one. He's yeah. been playing good footy. But, yeah, I think they know that. And that's why, like, six wins, they'll probably finish on six because they've got Montrose yeah. at Montrose and, and East Ringwood to finish the year. So they'll finish on six wins um, comfortably. They'll probably finish eighth or seventh, seventh <laughs> on percentage maybe. Not, not entirely sure. But, yeah, six wins and... I guess for them, it's where do they go from there? Because do they recruit some more young talent, or do they try and top up? Because they may- they're they're way off topping up, so they probably need to try yeah. and get more and more young talent
2: yeah, in. Yeah.
1: Because they may, they may not have the the financial, they probably no, won't they probably have,
0: have
2: not the not financial to, have, to get those. And, how many so, more see, years? They have it? always counted on on the money coming in for finals. And, of course, the last two years, we haven't had finals. Mm. So that sort of has hurt Bayswater in that regard. But just getting back to Mitchum quickly. Okay, yeah, we'll
0: move into that Mitchum. Well, we need to talk about Croydon. We'll quickly mention the other two games, (coughs) then we'll talk about the whole sphere. So Montrose, uh, Ludo were in front by a point at three-quarter time, as we heard on the broadcast. And then uh, Montrose kicked five goals to one behind in the last quarter. Billy Schilling kicked five. He's been swung back forward in the last month, as Gary has said last week, and he's rewarded um, his coach for that move, kicked five goals. He's been in good form. Jack Garthwaite, best on game for them. So Montrose hitting some nice form and Beaconsfield got a massive win by 110 points over Upper Gully. Matthew Johnson kicked 12 goals. So a former VFL listed forward kicking 12. He's up to 53 for the year in a team um, that have only just ticked over the 1,000 mark. They're the third... they um, They're Sorry, they're the fourth worst... Offense, Beaconsfield, and they've got a bloke with fifty-three goals to name. So, well done to Matthew Johnson. Twelve goals against anyone is a major effort. They got their fifth win of the year. They've got Lillardale and Mitcham to come um, in the opposite order. Yep. So, if they win one of those, Beaconsfield, they'll finish with six wins um, and probably get he, Bayswater on percentage. It's a good
1: introduction. To yeah, me. I think I think given yeah, the Mick players that they lost, happy with that. and
0: given the <laughs> players they lost, they lost Battle and, and Brandon and White. Um, they'll, they'll be pretty happy with in the end, even though if I, I uh, overestimated their performances. So, back to Croydon. And Mitcham. So yep. Mitchum, great win. They move back into third on the ladder. They'll play Beaky in Upper Galley to finish. Should win both of them. Should finish comfortably in third position and we'll get it uh, probably um, play Moorbuck, you would expect uh, given East Ringwood's form at the moment and percentage buffer. But yeah. Croydon, I think, is the real story, Ray, because unless they can beat Moorbuck next week, and even then, if Montrose do the business over Bayswater, it's going to come down to that last round. Yeah. Croydon have not fired a shot since about round four. Their percentage is 96. It's worse than Beaconsfield's in eighth. Uh, so Montrose, all they have to do is just probably win one of their games. But if they win both, the Montrose will finish fifth.
2: Yeah, and look, Croydon, they're firepower. They've just got no firepower. Yeah, that, that's, that's their problem. Seven goals, so they finished on 7-6
0: and that, kicked one behind in the last quarter. Yeah. Yep.
2: And that's been their, that's been
1: their Achilles heel for a long. It's time? It's been for a
0: while. Last year, they obviously, they actually had Raleigh Costantino won the league goal king. He hasn't played, I think, no. since we no. saw them out at Beaconsfield. So, oh, sorry, against Beaconsfield. Yeah, against Beaconsfield. But it's it's a bit of a worry now for Croydon. You know, they've been consistent for so long. Um, they've been perennial finalists in Division One for a, a fair while now, probably. The, what, the last four or five years obviously there's a couple of years in there that we didn't have a, a final series but for a long time now they've been consistently around that top half what what where do you go from here if they the, if they're the finished six what do you do
2: well do you think that'd be looking at Morris because he's been there a long long time Do you think it's time for um, for Morris to change I, I think, change, Mar- or, I, think I, I, mean, Morris, I don't want to put the mazer on I him, think
0: but... I think Morris gets to choose yeah I think he's been there that long it's yeah, where he does Yeah I think choose. he
2: gets to make the call look
1: I I, I okay. think with with um with um, with Croydon, uh, they really um,
0: well only only Upper Gully have scored less than them. Yeah, yeah well, no, that's, that's that's they, distressing. And, and if you right. take Upper Gully out of it, they're, yeah, they're yeah, they're right. forty points behind Bayswater. Yeah. And
1: that, and that's sort a of thing because Croydon. I don't know. I think over the years, they've lost – they have lost five goals. Oh, of course they have. In, in scoring power. Well, they lost, so More than it, that.
0: I think Ficca really went to Sylvan. And you look at it and it's like, well, Ficka over like thirties wants yeah. to get into coaching himself. That move makes sense. But they didn't replace him. They haven't replaced – like Troy Broussard, sorry, has entered – the And who probably, was their
2: full forward that used cost, to come down from Sydney? The, oh. Luke – um the big guy. Yeah, you, the big guy. They lost him too. He
0: was yeah.
1: a, I mean, know. look, we've had some, they've had some... Uh, but yeah,
0: yeah, so with Constantino getting injured yeah. and Fick really moving to Silva, and they've lost 60 goals this yeah. year. Yeah, and yeah. they just have not been able to find... And no,
2: no side can afford fact, to do that. They,
0: but they have, like, the Arnie, Troy Broussard's probably played better than he did last year, but he's only kicking a goal a game. And yeah. Fico and Constantino were kicking six.
1: I'll go one step further, right? I don't think... Most of um, I don't think they've ever ever had a, a decent goal kicker since Luke Barker and, left and Brad yeah. Keller. And Wynut. Brad Keller. that's was a, the name of that? Other that's guy. A, lot, a long
0: time. was Brendan the name
2: Wynut. of that goal? Yeah. Kicker. Yeah. Just, just on Mitchum quickly. They must. Yeah, well, be they happy.
1: had those three
0: all at once, and they couldn't yeah. stop kicking goals.
2: Mitchum must be happy with the way they're going because I see they yes. signed Neil Whittenden for another year or two. As so you should. But that's good.
0: Well, they've the and to be fair, if you look at Mitchum, I'm sure brad got the stats. They're the team that actually has got closest to Murubak and East Ring when they've exactly. played them, and I think Winston has you know you talked like Rodney mentioned they back their system against Snowball Park yeah Winsland has come out and it looks like they play a completely different game style when they play those top two because they're they're actually quite high scoring against other teams obviously with Jake Prenti you're going to be high scoring yeah but I reckon if Brash has got it there I don't know if you do but the last two times they've played Murubark and East Ringwood they've tried to clog it up as much as possible yeah, Especially turned- the East Ringwood game, it was 40-30 to 30, And I think Winston's realised if we can just make it an absolute slog Or not a slog, but a really congested game That's our best bet
1: But out of all those sides, out of all those top five sides They're the best, they're the, like you're saying They're the most adapted side yeah. that could take on I think, those I think
0: Winston's two. taken a practical approach to it And by the fact that they've also got Lovell, Parenti, Jesse Smythe All yeah. can take a mark, all can kick yeah. a bag of goals you, you, If you go into a game with those three guys you give him enough footy, you still a chance of winning. And they've got a big tall, right? Is Gordon too. back in, yeah. uh, Will Gordon played yesterday. Gordon. Oh, that's yeah, a yeah. bonus. Yeah, Gordon, yep so, so I think, yeah, Mitchum go in. I don't think you would ever put them as favourites against one of those no, two sides. No. But compared to Wanny South and even a Montrose, obviously Montrose we haven't actually seen yet, but they've got enough firepower that right. if they got it down there enough, you could back them to win. Whereas a Wanny South, a Croydon and so on, they don't have a Parenti. No, And, no. and no, Jake is the best forward in the comp. Yes, without you know, a with Sam Lawson's back, so, but, yeah, but that's what I mean. That, I that's get, their X factor.
1: I could see at least Mitchum making a preliminary final. I think yeah, they should, I though. I do, too. I think they, they th- should, though. Yeah, they should. Because they, they, should. they
0: should. should finish at least two games clear of fourth.
1: Yeah, and I yeah. expect them, to, and they should win and their a big first ground And a
0: big ground, Jake Prenti, we've seen him play at Moorabuck. We saw them play, and... Um, if he gets space, he's hard to beat. One right. on, he's yeah. hard to beat one on one. So Baronia might suit them a little bit um, in that regard against the teams below them. It might not suit them against the teams above them. <laughs> but if they make a prelim, considering like I said, a lot of us didn't have them making finals. Right. Yeah. So well done. Went well on to Mitchum and it's a pretty quick rise. Given they probably didn't even expect to win that Premiership in 2019, well, they, they could be, no. they could very well be stuck, you know, battling it out with the likes of Ringwood, South Belgrave. Uh, yeah. Well, sorry, it wouldn't have been Ringwood, but you know, South Belgrave Burwood, the Basin, and and we wouldn't even be thinking about it. And now they're you know on their way to a Prelim Final in the in the second tier. So it just shows how much uh, the wind <laughs> <laughs> and little kicks can change. Things.
1: But isn't it fantastic? Because two weeks ago we we're all a little bit concerned that the season was just going to fall, fall I think away. We've, I think
0: we've said that in every division and yeah, at, at the right. moment.
1: And in two weeks, like as of yesterday, <laughs> we're still none the wiser because – Games have been won and lost that we didn't expect, and the and now the the, the competitions just evened up. There's only, right on the eve there is only rooms. one
0: division where you could. I would one hundred percent back in a team to win the flag.
1: Is that fourth and division? No, 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 <laughs>
0: really? no. I think Waverley Blues are the only lock. I think Sylvan. It's a big ground. You still they, vulnerable? They, do you reckon? I think they're vulnerable, right, and, okay. and we'll see how they go against Surrey in a couple of weeks. But that's a different talking point. We'll talk about that later. Yep. Down in Division Two, we we probably should talk about Ringwood and Southborough, but I want to start with Templestone. Yep, incredible yep. form. So they've, in recent weeks, knocked off Ringwood. Um, they obviously won, won the big win over Mulgrave last week. Uh, and then they've beaten Bronia for the second time now. And I'm a little bit worried about Bronia, and I'll talk about that in a second. So Templestone now have to finish with, I think they've got the Basin and uh, Heathmont. They're sixth of the ladder in the moment, Templestone, their star players are starting to really hit form. So yesterday, four goals to Cameron Clark, three to Nick Batsanis. And then in the best players... Uh, Jai Hardwick, Max Elton, and then you've got to think they haven't even... That's the first week in the whole year they haven't made a name. Michael Fogarty in the best players. You've got <laughs> yeah, Toby Bryant. Yeah. So they're starting to hit really good form. I think they'll sneak in there because I don't back Heathmont. Yeah. <laughs> the Heathmont aren't that good. And the Basin, as you've said, Ray, we keep just putting them in fifth, but they're not doing enough. That's right. Um, Brony will have to be worried though now, Brash, because... Unless Heathmont are the team that finishes fifth, they'll go into the elimination final as the underdog because they haven't beaten the Basin and they haven't beaten Templestowe this year. At yeah.
1: the moment, I reckon Boronia are struggling to go up. They haven't got the gears to go up at the moment. Well, but, and
0: I was trying to figure out the maths last night too as well. Boronia aren't even safe. No. Because I think they've got Knox and South Belgrave left, so they will get to 30. Well, they play
1: South Belgrave next, next week. and
0: then Knox to finish. So let's say they get to 38 points. If Heathmont beat... Um, East build and Templestowe, they'll finish on 40. And if the Basin win their last two games, they'll finish on 38. Like Baronia could still miss, so they've really missed the trick after beating East Burwood only three weeks ago. Yeah. So I'm a little bit worried about Baronia, but, but I think we be- need to talk about how good Templestowe are as well. But
1: yeah. Baronia, just Baronia seem to have a couple of bogey sides, and Templestowe always give them a big run mm. for money. Whether it's well, down, wasn't it years it,
0: ago Templestowe beat them out there to make the finals? Yes. We covered that. You'd game. have to
2: back out East Burwood to beat Heathmont though next week.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You have so. To. You have so, to. But I, but <laughs> you can see Templestowe winning both their games well, and that. finishing on forty points, yeah. and you can see the base there beating. Well, they can't win both their games if Templestowe do it. So Morania should be safe, but Knox beat Bulgrave yesterday, so Moroni aren't completely safe. And like well, I said, whoever they play in that first elimination final, unless Heathmont sneak in there. Bryony are going as underdogs because they haven't beaten either of them, well, and, and it's a State, real worry.
1: Templestowe's probably the South Croydon of Premier Division because they're the side on the up, and I said this. And their best twenty-two
0: is good enough yeah, because
1: yeah. I reckon where they um, the win I reckon that's really for mine was that win at Mulgrave because that's not at Wellington oh, and they
0: smacked them and
1: yeah, yeah and and that was, back, that was back that was back that was on the win against Ringwood the week before. Yeah. Yeah. I so thought, won three in a row and then.
0: So their record against the top five too. So South Belgrave they got beaten both times comfortably, but but Ringwood they've beaten in their last encounter. East Burwood, they were up until two seconds before the final siren when McCutcheon kicked a goal around the corner. So you know they've beaten Baronia twice, and so far they've beaten the Basin the only time they've played them, and they've got Heathmont again. So Templestowe, like you said. It, They've got some, a pretty good
2: record against who they might play. And in the finals. thing is, I wanted to put him in six weeks ago, and you twisted my yeah, arm and said, oh, yes, no. yes, "But yes, this yes, is thanks.
0: always <laughs> my fault." But
1: Ray. technically, you, when you because you interviewed Anthony McGregor after two that, weeks ago, yeah, two weeks ago, and he basically said that yeah, you know, it was their second tier, Zuka Wicks and JP yep. Mal- and, yeah, you Yeah, know, those... he calls them
0: nicknames. He says yeah. he doesn't have
1: the, he doesn't have the tongue in him. I was, I was going. I kept when he kept saying Melitus, I keep going Jean Paul. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's Jean Paul, not Jean. Paul, yeah, he I mean, is John Paul, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Our, and the thing is, but we were, look when we looked at Temple Templestowe's listed this the start of the season. I thought we they'd w- finish
0: seventh because they just topped up, but clearly their under under layer was actually better than but, we thought.
1: You know, the the thing is about them. I always had a feeling that I thought their system, I thought their season was shot when cloak and. Otten and a couple of those experienced guys went out early in the season. And I thought, jeepers, they better not be out for long, otherwise... But that, what the important wins they
0: got were the Basin and Baronia. Both, uh, Basin was at home, Baronia was away. They got them without... Those but, guys, and they were those two wins might get them into finals because outside – when Cloak and that have come back, they've been a the top-four team. Yeah. Those two wins were so important.
2: Exactly. I, Would Cloak cl- qualify for the finals? Yeah, yeah he played he's enough. played
0: enough. He's, kicked, oh, okay. he's, kicked, he's played about eight or nine games and oh, kicked about 40 many, goals. Okay. And exactly. the thing is – when he plays, he averages four goals a game. And, and he, like
2: and I said yesterday, Wade,
0: watch the footage. You cannot move him. <laughs> cannot <laughs> no, move him. He's,
1: he's a bit like Kid there You yeah. can't move him. No. And that's the thing with them now, right, they've got uh, – They've got some very good momentum. All those good players, hard week, and if they Fogarty. go, if they
0: make the finals, they'll have beaten some good teams. Yeah, they won't so. get in there on beating Oakley and Knox no, in the last two rounds. No. They'll play some good teams. So they, 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 really they better, exciting.
2: And Maddie, these finals are played at Mitcham, Mitcham, okay. so
0: which probably helps South Belgrade, but it might help Tempe too because you only, oh, need, you, only, you, only, Tempe. you only need You only need eight or nine players on that ground, and they've got right. eight or nine of them. <laughs> so,
1: so, <laughs> so look, I, I think out of. Uh, I'd, if I'm the top three looking down, they're the side I'm not wanting to play. No, yeah, absolutely. No, but like right. I said,
0: Baronia, they'll be just hoping Heathmont somehow win. S- yeah. But Baronia need Heathmont to beat East Beryl or Templestowe, because they need them to make it because they've got their number. Their average winning margin is about yeah. 80 points. Yeah. But Baronia can't bet anyone else. No, except I'm, East can't. I don't know. I can't yeah. get a read I, on I it. I
1: just don't, I don't think Baronia have got the play out nor the structure to win a finals they game. They might
0: actually like it at Mitcham too. The only teams that aren't going to like it at Mitcham are Ringwood and East Beryl, I think. The other the other sides that make it will prefer it. See so the thing yeah. is though so Because common. Ringwood especially a system based and a ground like that
1: is so different to the ones they play on. And, and East Belt have a lot of youngsters. Yeah. And the thing is, though, Barone is so hit and miss. When Leggett plays, they play like bloody world beaters. Yeah. They haven't had young Mitch Malice now in for injury. And it's going to be touch and go where they get him back in.
0: And even know. if he does come back in, he's coming off. It'll be eight weeks rest.
2: But, right. but over the last few years, Baronia's had those two big key forwards. And they, ha- they haven't fired a shot. Well, Robinson's
0: kicked another four yesterday. But up until that week, yeah, he's yeah, had a few no. quiet ones. But he's... We saw him in Heathmont. He's actually he's, – well, he's big. He doesn't really yeah. – he's a, up at the footy, guys. So, in terms of structure, they, they use Ryan Henderson there. I think they they will look – their next key is – they added some outside run this year. Their next key is it. to try and find a, well, I know, but through injury. but That's what I'm saying. But in terms of – they'll also be looking to recruit, I think, yeah, someone who is – a strong presence down the line at all times that they can always just kick to. But enough about them. Yeah let's Heathmont got a big win 12 to you know, they beat O'Clitish by almost two hundred Cam Osborne kicked seven well under him. Robbie Savory jumped in the forward line kicked three at the end. So they're fifth at the moment Heathmont because of percentage. But like we said, have two they've got a tough fortnight to finish. I wouldn't back them in either just the way nope. they've played this year. Yeah. Uh, Mulgrave season is over after Knox got an unlikely win, and well done to Brennan Whitecross and the crew there. So they kicked; they were up by they were up forty-two to eighteen um, at three quarter time. Ray oh, Knox, and then Mulgrave kicked Mulgrave kicked four goals to one in the last quarter and got it back to nine points. And before the Falcons held on, I think they won all three grades yesterday. Knox, so really well done to them. Their women's at the top of the ladder. Um, a really important win for them. They've got four wins now, Knox, um, and disappointing for Mulgrave given. They're the only team to beat South Belgrave, and they're probably going to finish eighth.
1: Do you reckon yeah. they'd be disappointed, Ryan, after that? A little started?
0: bit. He texted me last week because he needed some help with um, getting some footage, and not overly disappointed because at the start of the year, like I said, they I don't think they thought they were going to go as well as they did. Yeah, but but they'd honestly... be disappointed after the fact that they beat South Belgrave both times, but they the Heathmont game, they never fired a shot. Um you know, it'd be interesting to see how they go against the base and Templestowe when they play them. But I think he'd be a little bit disappointed with their second half of the year. But also, they're very young. Yeah, we yeah. saw them that day at Ha Parker yeah. Brash. There's not many. They've got a couple of guys that are almost forty, and then they've got a lot of guys that are thing, that twenty. Right. So there's no, there's no one in their peak. In the there's no and, one in their peak. And
1: the hardest thing with them is they put in a performance against Heathmont. Yet the week after they beat South Belgrave, mm, yeah. and that's the hardest. Well,
0: thing but maybe. And but like I said, Ryan will be available for hire for the whole final series. What do you reckon you charge? Right, what no. would Ringwood pay Ryan Webster to coach them to a flag <laughs> for this last week? Because no one else can figure out South Belgrade. But well yeah. done to Knox, yeah, um, four wins. I think they've got the building blocks because Knox has got a really strong junior club. So I don't think they've got nineteens this year, but it, they've got a. They've always had a strong junior club, so you would assume eventually they'll be able to get nineteens back again. I think there's something to work with um, there for Knox if they can just um, get on an upward trend again. And then the uh, other two games that we finished with East Belwood smacked the basin. Um, in a a performance that pretty much sums up the Basin's year because we thought, you know, if they can win this one, they'll head into finals with some form, but they might not even make finals. Um, The Rams bounce back after that tough loss against South Belgrave with a really convincing win Um, and didn't rely on just one goal kicker. So for five goals five guys kicked two goals, Mariani, Barlow, Young, and Jemmy and Hanlon. Um, and Zach Hanlon, the Ruckman, was best on ground. So East Build, uh, now currently sitting third on the ladder, um, have a chance if they beat Ringwood to finish second, but it's all it's all par for the course. They're gonna play each other in that first final at Mitcham. Um, I mean it
1: wasn't as if they got flogged last week either. Well they probably
0: should have won. Like I said, I yeah. had the week off last week. Every time I flicked on the stream, East Build had all the play they were up, and then by the time I flicked on at the end South Belgrade had won. So yeah. East Bill going in the right direction. Um, so we'll talk about the basin in a second. The other game was South Bay and Ringwood. Ringwood had a again, had a chance, up at half time, one point down at three quarter time, lost the end by 11 points. Tim Smith kicked four goals. Mitch Burton kicked four for Ringwood. Lee Otomat best on ground for the Saints. Jet Latford for the Redbacks. Um, so the two talking points we've got before we go to the last break are the basin, just in general. Ray doesn't think they'll make finals. I'm starting to team up with Ray here. You can't you can't tip them to beat both Templestowe and Mulgrave. Um, and then South Belgrave, you, you said before, Brash, that you know four weeks ago we thought the grand final winners were locked in for a few divisions. I, I'm starting to think teams might have found a tiny little chink in South Belgrave's armour in recent weeks. They're getting a lot closer than they were in the first half of the year.
1: I agree. I agree. I mean, look, I, and the only form I can go by is that East Burwood game. I just thought that... Um, when the opposition um, got their outside run going, I just felt that uh, that um, when I just thought that they looked a bit slow. Um, hmm. So, and, and the players
0: that will come back are your you Taylor Garner's and so on, but they're not going to add to the outside run, are they? Ron? No,
2: no. But the the thing is that you know I I believe the premiership's going to be won at South Belgrave's selection table. Mm. If they can get the Garner boys back and 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 get a couple of others back. Mm. They'll, well, they'll Luke, be unbeatable if they get can go into a final series full strength. Yeah, gonna, yeah, yeah. I, be I, I agree I with ask, that. I agree with
1: that. I with asked that. Luke Elliott that question in pre-match last week, yeah. and he's got no, he has no issues. He feels that he'll have his side yeah. back on the park, up and running come finals yeah. time, yeah. and he's not making any excuses. No. I, th- I thought. Um, you could tell last week that Lee Odomat uh, was struggling after coming back into the side, but uh, obviously it didn't take him long to get back well, into form. Well, he missed
2: form. a few weeks. That's he? what I'm saying, yeah, but he's kicked yeah.
1: kick four goals. Yeah. No, 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 he's
0: best on ground. Tim Smith kicked four. Um, okay. yeah. But Tim, he didn't kick goal, Lee, so maybe they played him somewhere
2: else. Somewhere.
1: Well, he's been playing – he played half forward, but you really tell with Lee when he's not playing well um, – but he just finds him gets himself out of position he doesn't run into the right areas yeah. but i thought tim smith the week before was was sensational some excellent tackling and once again best on ground again yesterday no, yeah. Lee Odomat. Odomat, was. Odomat. Smith yeah, kicked yeah, four.
0: Smith. You get your names mixed oh, up, Brash. Uh, one of them okay. kicked four, one of them was best yeah. on ground. But yeah. Tim Smith, Tim Smith. look, to be honest, he might not have been in their best six, but everyone there probably said he was best on ground. That seems to happen all the time there yeah, with him. He's one of those guys where they're sick of putting him in the best players. Oh, no, Let's oh, talk no. about the Basin, though. The Basin. Oh. They've got Style and Milgrave to come. Ray, you, they, you've but, been, well, you've I, been I, getting into me because I made you put
2: them in your top five. I don't think they'll beat Tempe. Mole are 50-50.
0: Right. So, they should I, – I think they should – so, that'll get them on 34 points. That's not enough. No. Because Tempe Tempe with that win would be above them. So, I, I think Temple's are going to get that last spot. I do, yeah, too. I do. And, and power to them because, like you said, Brash and Ray, you know, they've got – their form in recent weeks, as you yeah. said, Brash, is very, very impressive. And as you said, Ray, at Mitchum – Yeah. You only need nine or ten blokes to really stand up, and they've got those guys there. So they're a scary proposition.
1: Especially with Cloak standing there at full forward up at Batterham, Ray. That could be know. a... Well, exactly right. One kick out of the centre. <laughs>
0: hard, hard week to Cloak. It could be a big day for whoever's playing yeah. on him. But, look, the Basin also wouldn't surprise me, though, if they somehow pulled two out the fire.
1: Well, they have been known to do mm. that, haven't yeah. they?
0: The thing yeah. is... I but, Overall, it's Baronia that'll be sitting there going, "Please Heathmont, <laughs> please Heathmont." Uh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's like we said, it's very interesting that division there because Ringwood and East Burwood are going to probably play each other. It seems like perpetually for the next month because they'll meet. I think they meet this week, um, and then they'll play in the first final and likely the prelim final and 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 so on. And it's we'll almost
1: like some sides are going to get so many more bites at the cherry yeah. this year. Well, yeah. it's,
0: it's East Ringwood and Murwillumbah will play a lot of games. <laughs> Ringwin and his bird will play a lot of games. I think Waverley and uh, Tom Vale or Cody are going to play a lot of games against each other. Um, yeah. And Sylvan and Surrey probably play each other three times in the space of a month as well when we get down to that division. But that's where we're heading. We're going to go to another break here on the Eastland Monday recovery. When we come back, Division 3 and 4, where Waverley got their 14th on the bounce and Surrey moved into pole position to get the double chance. He's about 40. A shot. He's gonna to have to. He's gonna play on, run around, give himself some room, set sail for home. Samuel Hart! Yes! He's got it!
3: Back to four points!
0: What a good goal that was. The Red Jackets are welcome up back to the Eastland Monday recovery here, Matt Fodia with Wayne Brusher and Ray Baird uh, in the EFNL studios. It's uh been an interesting chat so far. We've done the top three divisions. We're gonna go down to Division Three and Division Four. Uh are Yesterday, Ray, we witnessed, you know, we both weren't on the call, but we were there to witness uh, most of the game there between Waverley and Coldstream. Uh, Things sort of ended how we expected them, Waverley by four goals. But at times, Coldstream really took it up to the Premier's elect. And, you know, and and Tom Langford, he was a bit annoyed at quarter time despite being up by um, three or four goals. And I sort of agree with him, though, that there were a few little habits in that first quarter where they were worrying. They were arrogant habits.
2: Oh without a doubt and 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 also in that first quarter there was a co- uh, a couple of costly turnovers against Coldstream as well mm-hmm. where where it went down the other end and and uh, Waverly Blues got a goal out of it which uh, no look I, I to me at the end of the day when I was driving home from there I thought well well, Waverly Blues, okay, they're on top of the ladder. They haven't done much wrong at all this year, but there's not a lot of difference between those two sides. The difference is, I believe, is that they've probably got four or five bigger bodies, uh, and not not so much taller, but heavier, harder at it at the ball bodies. Uh, Waverly Blues, yeah, than I, what Coldstream I, have.
0: I, I think though no, the other thing I thought is that Waverley just their their skills. I think oh, intensity wise, right. Coldy matched them, maybe even better them. Um, clearances with Lockie Craig and Darcy Kerrigan, who we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. And then also, you have got two really good rucks in Smith and Lehman. Yeah. So I think Cody probably would have won the clearances just. Yeah, yeah. Um, with a forward line of Fritch, Edmonds, um, Koga. Conti didn't kick any goals, but he's a threat. Cody have the ability to score. They had Fig um, and so on down in defence there, who did a pretty good job. Um, Liam Koga as well is down there. So they had that end, but it's just... Fitness. We were saying Ray yeah, when you fitness, when you watch the yeah. players come off the ground, the yeah. Waver Blues players bro, yeah, look like, look like they've come off the AFL program. They're yeah. all cut, you know, yeah. not yeah. an inch of fat on them, and a few coldy boys are your, your yeah. classic plumbers that you know train twice a week, and that's that's just how it is. Yeah. So I think it's a little bit of speed. And a little bit of skill, skill level. There was a couple of times yeah. where Waverley were able to score into the breeze yes. with counter attacks, yes. five six possessions goal at yeah. the back. And Cody couldn't do that.
2: And I pointed out to you at one stage. I like the way their forwards take a mark, like, running at full pace mm. with the hands out in front of them. Yeah, Perry, one grab, Wilson, yeah. and it happened time and time again. Then, and that's a big asset for the Waverley Blues forward line. And on the other hand, you mentioned Fritz. I was disappointed in his game. He
0: kicked three in the end. He kicked. I think three it's a end, hard one because. He's, he's getting two defenders all the time, I think ideally they need two of him because they need one to be in the goal square, but they also like him up the ground because they yeah. no one else seems to play the centre-half forward role, and it's right. obviously there's always, it's an old adage, isn't it, it's the toughest role to play, yeah. so with Koga back and Edmonds having that year he's having, I think we might see Fritch play higher up the ground because he's the fitter of the three, Yeah, and he can probably influence the game more up the ground, so I think that's what Chad Rogers might might do, especially given the finals are going to be played at Ringwood yeah. where you do need a good centre-half forward.
2: Look, I, I know that Coldy's had a couple of goes at him now and, and fallen short, but but I, I just believe that Chad Rogers would have taken a bit out of that Well, game I was yesterday. at his
0: quarter-time address and he was annoyed that, yeah, we bought the physicality, but they pl- tried to play everything. They got drawn to the footy on that yeah. close on that um, clubroom wing and they were getting drawn to the footy and Sam Mear had three or four times was really just standing on the cricket pitch. Waverly got a couple of handballs away and he's like, oh, guys, yeah. over here. Yeah. And he hit up those forwards on the lead yeah. and they got three or four goals out of it. So he was a bit annoyed that they probably were moths to a flame. And after that, they held their width. They, they used did. both sides they of the did. ground. And the game was pretty <laughs> even from there. So after yeah. quarter time, in the end, it was Coltie kicked nine goals to Waverly's eight. So, yeah, yeah I, I came out of that thinking, you know what, Coltrane can take it up to them. I still think Waverley are comfortably going to win it because their best footy yeah, is, is way yeah. too good. but Coldstream have the midfield brigade to match them, and that's yeah. the best That's yeah. the best weapon against a team like Waverly. And you've got to
2: remember, drier weather in the finals, you know, yeah. and and big games, you know, I agree. I, I thought their midfield was pretty good Coldstream.
0: Okay. And we, Darcy – let's talk about Darcy Carrier. Oh, so
2: he's, he's averaged this
0: year about 35 touches. Yesterday he kicked three goals, and we were standing in the line for the cane in the second quarter, Rain. Right, he kicked two goals in the time we were trying to get Dim Sims. Um, <laughs> yeah. But both of them – but he, he has that work rate that – And Wavy Blue's obviously got a lot of fit players, but no one has the work rate that Carrigan has. They might have the acceleration, the top speed. He just does not stop running. He kicked two goals in five minutes, Brash, where he started the chain on the wing and he ended up getting a handball receive in front of us at the canteen, running into a goal. goal. And from all reports, he's playing with a busted ankle. Yeah. So he is an absolute weapon, and he's another one of those players that, as Lee Green was saying in our WhatsApp last yeah. night, you'd love to see him just have a cr- couple
2: of years up at the top flight to see how good oh, he is. Without, without a doubt, without it, it he has he has the ability when the, when the ball's there to be contested. He has the ability to put himself in a position where the opposition player can't get to the ball. Mm. He puts his body, in and that
0: stuff you can't teach. I think the last you time can't I, teach a guy that that's his natural ability. I
1: think the last time. Um, you're talking about Darcy Carrigan. I, I think the last time I went to uh, Coldstream when they played Sylvan, I think it was the year before. Yeah. Carrigan was in that same. He's, he He's a he's a ball magnet, but he just he runs. But the one thing I know about Carrigan, he knows how to run to position.
2: Exactly. He just he just reads the ball so well, and that's why, as Maddie said, if he could get a a season in a higher level. He, he, I think he. Yeah, because you're,
0: you're right. He's he's yeah. sort of playing on a slightly higher plane than everyone. the, the position he gets into, yeah. he's always taking the corridor side. Um, yeah, yeah, and and he, yeah, he plays for, for a bloke who's probably the same weight as you, Ray. He yeah. plays like he's 110 kilos. Yeah. He, you got to – you know. To, like I said, Wavy Blues, their best 22 is better than any other best 22. But does Carrick, you can make a claim as the best player in that division.
1: He's – I'll I just want to harp back to. What you said about the the arrogance side of Waverly Blues, Matt, is did that persist throughout the game? No, they addressed it. a worry?
0: I think they addressed it, but it could be a worry in the fact that you don't want it to creep in. I think they were lucky that it was in the first quarter. Yes. You don't want it to be in a final where at halftime they kick out, just for halftime they kick out a five-goal lead and it creeps in at halftime and someone hasn't noticed it. Now, I think they will notice it, but it's different in a final. They were lucky it was at quarter time. And they were lucky that on the siren, actually, Coldstream had a set shot for goal 20 metres out and the player inadvertently played on. He sort of arced around. The umpire called it. Right. So, kick that one. It's back to under three goals. There's all yeah. these little things. I think I think they'll pull it up, but wavy Blues are an incredibly young side across the board. Yep. Most of their players are quite young. Yeah. And... That's just the nature of being young.
2: You, you, but their rotations, their rotations would have been five to one to what Coldstreams were oh, for constant, the day. Constant. For the day. There's yeah, players the whole time coming it, off. And, and it, as a player out on the field, it, it must be very hard, you know, because this minute I'm you, on you, Brash. Next minute I'm you, on yeah, next yeah, minute yeah. I'm on somebody else. Does that Poor Cody Bucks. I didn't want to play <laughs> on one of
1: you. No, no. <laughs> so, in the, so in the end, right, um, you said that, Matt said that Darcy Fridge had two, basically two on him looking, yeah. one stealing his probably space and yeah. one coming from behind. I don't, the ring or ground won't allow that, won't allow them, um, do you think? It will, but if,
0: if Fridge can even up the contest yeah. and bring it to ground, that's where they might, that's where culture will reap the benefits because then they should have the extra number on the ground. I think... I, before the game, someone told me Lockie Koga was going to play forward. He'd been sort of swinging in recent weeks. And I was thinking to myself, well, I would play him back because we yeah. Blues have these forward targets. And in hindsight, I can see why they played him forward because if they do choose to te- double-team Fridge, Koga someone who can take a up and kick a goal. Whereas yeah. if he was playing down back, it would just make it easier for them to triple-team Fridge. So yeah. you can see why culture... They're getting close to their best 22 as well. Yeah. And across the board, I think they're the... <laughs> They're the best chance of beating Waverley purely so, because they can match them in the midfield.
2: Without a
1: doubt. So, okay, in 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 that case, considering the games are being played at Ringwood, and just looking at Coldstream, even though they may be able to to match it, but their overall fitness, player upon player, have they got have they got enough fitness to take on a Waverley Blues and win a grand final?
2: Good question. Good question. In in answer to that, I'll waver off your question a little bit. Is that I think the big wide open spaces will suit them more than yeah, Waverly it'll, Blues. It'll,
0: oh, I don't think it won't suit Waverly, but Coldy no. will it? Coldy won't no, have to adjust exactly. anything. Their game. No. It's just an extra ten meters at either yeah, end. It's not. Right. Um, I, the only thing is, I think if Coldy had two bites of the cherry, yes. The problem is, Coldstream are likely going to finish third and fourth. And played Donvale because Warren have got a soft run. So Warren smash smashed Scoresby yesterday, 107 to 38. Warren I think, have got I think they finished with Fair Park and Glen Waverley. Yeah. And Glenn Waverley, as we mentioned off the top of the show, they're relegated pretty much in Fair Park. Literally they've just they've got to hope Scoresby don't win another game and they get him in that last round. So Warren Dot are second at the moment. They shouldn't lose another game, they'll finish second because Donvale have to play Coldy and Waverley, and Coldie have to play Donvale and Fentragelli. So I was saying to someone at Coldstream at the end of the game that unfortunately the two sides I actually think can be Waverly Blues are going to knock each other out in the first That's week. Right. And Warrenite who I think Waverly would prefer to play in the grand final, yeah. are gonna get the double chance.
2: Well going back at probably eight weeks there now, I went to Warrandyte and saw Coldy against Warrandyte. Warrandy finished up winning that game, but but I was talking to Chad Rogers mm-hmm. before the game and I said to him, You should have won that game and he agreed. So I think Coldy definitely are a better right. chance to beat yeah, Waverly. But I think bruises.
0: I think Warrandy's ability this year to just win games when they shouldn't have means no. they're gonna finish second. Yeah. And Waverly that suits Waverley yeah. because the two teams that threaten them one of them is going to be knocked out in the first week.
1: Well, let's go on to this Warren Dyke Let's though. go on to
0: it. So, incredible performance. 15-17 and they only had five goal kickers. Ryan Phillips has been quiet in recent weeks. He kicked six. Quinn Clark, he's had a good year. He kicked four. Moss, Tout. Tommy kicked two yeah. uh, and Chris Tow kicked one. Um, so, Scoresby, it's literally just going to come over to that fact. Can they beat Whitehorse next week at home? They should do, given Whitehorse's away form. If they don't, it'll all come down to that game against Fair Park at Fair Park, uh, which means it'll be a big day on the school centre for whoever's doing that come yeah. to the last home and away game there. Um, uh, yeah, it's, Warren it's an interesting one because they've got a now chance to, to get some consistency in their footy. Score, They their target for the last. Three weeks, which included yesterday, yeah. is to score over 100 points each time and win comfortably. Yeah. They've done it for one week, can they do it for the next two? So they can hit that first final with some sort of form. Because <laughs> as much as I'm saying Waverley would like to play Warren, Warren, are the only team to beat them this year. The only yeah. worry yeah.
1: I have for, about Warrenite Ray is the fact that if if Phillips is held right to a one or two goals, I'm, I'm a bit worried about the the, the lack of goal kicking power against maybe a. Waverley yeah, Blues. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Blues. Yeah, that's because they are defence first technical team, but Waverley Blues have s- scored pretty heavily against them last time.
2: Well, Warrandyte, midfield do kick goals, though. They yeah, do I, kick goals. I understand but that. You, Matt, Phil, you, and you Phillips played a, in
0: the ruck the other week, I
2: think. Yeah, let's talk about this other side that's in this final race, Donvale. Okay, so Donvale... On yesterday's performance, can you pick Don Vale no. to win or No, no. It?
0: And again, look, <laughs> we'll caveat it with two things. This year, it's very hard to tell because, as Rodney said, sometimes you turn up to a game and you've been told, oh, by the way, five <laughs> blokes are out <Yeah. laughs> and they've yeah. all got COVID. So we might <laughs> add that caveat. But also, number two is, we said yesterday – if Funchagalli just won two or three of those first seven, <laughs> they'd probably finish third or fourth, and Waverley would be shitting them because, as Merv said to us, uh, the yeah. great man from Waverley Blues, as he was having a fag before he went oh, home yeah, last yeah. night, <laughs> well, he thinks Funchagalli are the second best team in it. And you have to agree. That's if it great, wasn't for right. the fact they lost their first well, seven, you because it's your Fentigalli, fault. I know oh, it's my fault, but all I'm saying is there's two caveats to that. But yes, disappointing for Don Vallop means that top two can't be done because yeah. they've got to play Waverley and they've got to play yeah, Coldstream. They yeah, probably won't win yeah. both of them. Um, so, they're going to have to play an elimination, as we said. But Fern they'll be sitting at home, Brash, at the end of their season review going, so. No, that's <laughs> yeah. your
2: fault. Because if you'd have jumped on them in round five instead of round seven, yeah. they would have won those two weeks ago. That's a good
0: point. And, and it comes – Because Fern have got – I think they've got Coldstream um, to come next week or the week after, and they've got Whitehorse. So, they'll probably – let's say they win both of them. Because yeah. the, Fern games uh, against Coldstream's at home. They'll finish on 30 points, and the end of the season review will be, well, gents – What the fuck? When we're wrong in the first seven weeks. Uh, And the
1: the other thing is, too, that the Furniture, what Furniture Gully have shown, that outside of the Outside of those sides in the top three, right? They're the only other side that we're ever capable. of no, and, kicking
0: and up the thing a hundred points. Well, but game. they couldn't kick. They couldn't get over fifty for the no, first six weeks. Right. Oh, no,
2: they, and, and that and, game. And
0: and every team. Don said when we played French the first time. Oh, they're the geez, best side. I think they're the best side. I think the best <laughs> side we played. <laughs> side <we're> played. <laughs> <laughs> Wavy Blues. They're the best side so so we played. Warrnambool. They're the best <laughs> that's side they played. Well, they're bottom. I know. <laughs> it's I know, incredible. That's right. So I don't. And it's hard one because Luke McComb got best on ground. Know Does he stay there? Um that's the that's big thing because clubs will come circling. They always do Furniture Gully because they've always got youngsters coming through and yeah. they can't seem to get out of these bottom two divisions. So it's a big task for them to go, okay, we, we've we proved in the back end of the year that we're one of the best sides in it. Can we keep this list? Well, he's a, he
1: is a Furniture Gully boy. I know he's a
0: Furniture boy. But, I mean, I think um, – But do you want to keep playing the fourth tier?
1: Well, that's Especially a, a, if – after a he's seen
0: this week because then he'll have to sit in the end. The conversation they'll have is – does Luke take more out of the first seven weeks, or does he take more out of the last seven?
1: No, the thing is, <laughs> he wasn't there when they really needed him mm. because you can set up your season in the first seven or eight weeks, and he was unfortunately no. out injured.
0: But yeah, Donvale. But yeah, <laughs> they said that loss, like they, uh, according to this, they only kicked one goal to three quarter time Donvale. So uh, that that loss, like I said, it, it means they'll likely finish fourth, third, Four or, or fourth. Ninth. It doesn't matter. They're going to play the elimination for, for final. side
1: yeah. for a side that's. You know, that that is is in the top top three to kick four nine. Oh that that oh, no. that, that worries me. So, Get, yeah,
0: that, that top four is interesting, but Waverley are four four games. We need to talk about Whitehorse and Glenn Waverley. So yeah. Whitehorse
1: got their fifth win of the year.
0: All of them have been at home at the D. Uh, Their coach, Duncan, missed me last night asking if we can get the finals at the D in future (laughs) years because they'll romp to a premiership. Uh, 118 to 48, 70 points. Padre back in form with five goals. Yep. Uh, But the overall story of this one is that – sorry, it was Tom Connell's 150th game too. So, right under him, got a win. Uh, Whitehorse also won the women's, so I think they jump on top in the women's. So, things are moving in the right direction for those down at the horseshoe. But the overall thing, Wayne and Ray, is that Glen Waverley are down – and after the plays they brought in, Brett Gatehouse has signed again for next year. What's your overall read on, on Glenn Glen Waverley here? Because I think I had them, I had them being safe. I had Scoresby going down with Fair Park. Um, yeah, I think Glen Waverley really
2: disappointed. I go back to round one. At round one, when they play, they keep the first three Scorsby, goals. I was at that game. And, and I know there was a big influx of players coming in and a new coach coming in. And so at the end of the day, I gave the excuses that that's why they... they but they kicked also, the first three, didn't they? They kicked the first three or four in that game and and ended up losing by a huge margin. But And I thought that they, you know, maybe it'll take four or five weeks for them to settle down with that whole new group there, but they just haven't improved.
0: They, yeah. and, and look, they've had to forfeit the twos twice, so obviously they've been sh- struck with injuries and whatever at times, but... Yes, yeah, it's just the, the, and their junior club, they always seem to have a lot of junior teams, but never really a 19s. Um, I don't know if they've got a 19s this year. I'll have to check, but I don't think they're so. They're not
1: affiliated with Glen Waverley Road? No, that's Mulgrave. No, no, they're
0: so at, at Mulgrave. The they're Glen Waverley Hawks. They're at Mulgrave, yeah. Yeah, yeah Glen Waverley Hawks, it's, yeah, it's, it's a weird one. They sort of went chips in with a big recruiting spree and, and yeah. the coach. They'll vary, they may very if they keep them all and go down and click they they probably will, will compete for a flag next. Going year. They gone backwards
1: since the grand final ray that year. Sorry? Well, they
0: well they what so 2017 they made or 2018 they made the grand final didn't they and and lost and went yeah. up yeah and then what's their highest finish since then? They've only really played one year I guess so yeah um,
1: I think and I think that's I reckon going up was the beginning of their demise again.
0: Well, it, they it weren't ready was. for it. They yeah, probably it, didn't was. they probably didn't add to their list no. early no. enough, did they? No. They didn't add to the, no. the list after that premiership. When you when you have a bit of momentum, and,
1: al- and almost Fair Park have tracked exactly in the same way. They, For different they, circumstances, obviously different circumstances, but they had a good crop of blokes, right? That got them into Didn't Division add to through it, it. Yeah. no, and lost all of them because of COVID, because of COVID, yeah. no, and through none of their own fault, really, either. Yeah,
0: so unfortunately, look, yeah, Glen Waverly, they're not technically down, but it's. It but an I absolute think minor miracle. <laughs> no, not a minor miracle. Good it see, take a miracle. Good to see
1: Padre, Padre,
0: yeah, back so Padre oh, back. Yeah, He's been a, great what a player, And man. what about Horses You? So they'll finish the season with Scoresby next week. As you said, if they beat Scoresby at Scoresby, one, they'll finally get an away win. <laughs> um, but two, it'll mean that Scoresby will play Fair Park in the last round for a relegation playoff. What do we ta- make of Horses season? You know, with the last two weeks, let's say they win one of them, finish on six wins. Uh, at the moment, they're on I'm Five. Fr-
1: Unfortunately for them mate the, the wagon train just didn't want to leave. Uh, well yeah, yeah.
0: Half the squad didn't leave Whitehorse for the new <laughs> yeah. for Springfield yeah. Park. It's a, it's a weird one Whitehorse because they're another one of those clubs in a very highly populated area, area. And and in that area too it's not just EFL clubs it's VFL clubs. Yeah. Um so it's a it's a it's a, a we It's a big job to try and build something from the ground up there. It's not as easy you know like a Roeville where it was a growth corridor and still oh, is. Yeah. So they were always going to rise See, up. We
1: we're, we're talking like you're saying. They're the Box Hills and the Nunawading—they're old, old areas—but the demographic has changed, changed so yeah. much. Yeah. And th- the thing is, you, you're looking at you're looking at clubs now that perennially, in years gone by, it, Mitchum, remember the Mitcham and East Burwood were in Division One and and they were going for premierships. But the whole demographic of that area has changed. Yeah.
0: And yeah. And, you, and you've got to put more time into your juniors yeah. and, and those yeah. clubs that hadn't. So yeah. it'll be. Yeah, Whitehorse would be an interesting one to watch off the off-season, off season, what moves they make, whether they just look to consolidate or whether they make another push. And
1: Well, the thing is, and, if they're going to go up, Matt, they're going to have to recruit. And the thing is... Well,
0: they're going to have to climb over, let's say even Waverley go up and Oakley come down, you're still going to climb over four sides. That have been, you know, if we include Furniture Gullies last nine, not their first, yeah. whatever, like...
1: For them to climb well ahead of them. For them to climb over, they need to. They're going to have to pick up a few more recruits.
0: Yeah, and, they, yeah,
2: and what we're saying is, yes, how where they are they going it? to get them from because That's of their right. area they're
1: in? Well, they got James yeah. Fassan.
0: They got a few this year through connections, but yeah. it's yeah. Where, where yeah. does that? How long can you rely on connections? Connections, and so on? Yeah. yeah. But look, yeah. good work to them. They, you know, there would have been a tense build-up to that one because of their recent form and the lost to Fair Park meant. Yeah, they were back in the quagmire, but they managed to pull themselves out of it. They should be fine now. Hopefully, for their sake, they can finish the year with a win over Scoresby and then a home win over Furniture Galley. If they finish on seven wins, they'll have done pretty well. We'll take um, it. And Fair Park will be supporting them next week um, because if they can beat Scoresby, like I said, it sets up a doozy. Danny Division 4, Surrey Park, we've said for a while now, Brash, they're the number two seed. Yes. Ever since they beat Sylvan, and even their first outing against Sylvan, they only lost by six goals, whereas Churnside lost by 180. Um so everyone, despite the fact that Churnside was second in the ladder, was thinking, you know, Surrey are clearly the second seed. They haven't been able to beat Churnside up until yesterday, um, and they did that thanks to, a, really, well, they kicked four goals to two in the first quarter. Then no one really kicked a goal up until the last quarter where Surrey kicked three goals to two, and in the end, ran out winners 56 to 40. A real scrap. Nick Can kicked two. Parker Fox kicked two. Samuel King, two for Churnside Park. McLaren, Haynes, and Tom Smith, best to for Surrey. Shane Hall, Lachlan again. Josh Clavant for Churnside Park. Uh, some reports that Ben Slattery is carrying a bit of a um, an injury in his foot. But, you know, once you're out on the ground, Ray, you, you're 100% fit, aren't That's you? Right. So, right. so out of this one, do we, we're locking in the fact now that Surrey are definitely the only team that can roll Sylvan because Churnside have got a, Sylvan and the bite to finish and Surrey have got Forest Hill um, and Sylvan. So should Surrey beat Forest Hill next week, they'll finish top two as well. So they'll get two bites at it.
1: I think with um, – I, I think – they are probably the legitimate contender, contender now. I I mean, look, um, If just on point differentials, Surrey Park are in the plus in all four quarters along with Sylvan. Churnside Park's form in recent times has dropped. where two quarters now. They're now behind the, the second and last quarter. And to me, it's the last quarter that even though it's at minus seven, it's just showing me that they're not running the But the, the guns thing – and
0: does that take into account games against Croydon North and morning?
1: yeah. Yeah, so if
0: you're minus seven, you've got to add in the caveat that there's outliers in there. So really, minus seven might actually be worse because you're probably going to be plus 50 in yeah. those two games. Yeah.
1: Because you look at Sylvan, plus 290, 409, 503 and 394, that's the cumulative So effect. slow
2: starters, Sylvan. Yeah, yeah it's real slow. Yeah.
1: I mean, but I, I think – so no, Matt, when I with my other spreadsheet, mm. that's that that's the whole season. Yeah. But then I broke it down into average yeah, per yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in essence, two ninety is divided by about fifteen. So that works out about maybe 20, 25 mm. points.
0: So Sylvan, you got to get the jump on them. But Churnside, by the sounds of it, are, are struggling to finish games off.
2: Yep. And well, yeah, you know, I, I agree that no, look, Sylvan's going to win the premiership, But without a doubt. But I'm still back in Churnside to make the grand final. You think? I, I still think they're good enough. They've been the second best side all year. It worries and, me and, you know, still. And the last couple of weeks, okay, maybe it's just a little. They've got to turn the things around a yeah, little bit. Yeah, and
0: the problem is that they're turn, they're going to have to turn things around with either with a buy. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Sylvan and then the buy. Yeah. So they may go, and then if Surrey do the right thing, the problem for Churnside will be that they'll. Have to go into an elimination final.
2: Yeah, yeah I, I, I still, I still got faith in Right, so I'm going to stick with them. I
1: okay. still have, I still have trouble reconciling the fact that they were beaten by Sylvan by thirty goals. I. For me, that is yeah, a, that is a massive. Yeah, but
2: sometimes, Brash, I think you read too much into your well, stats, mate. Right? Yeah, yeah, thirty <laughs> goals is a lot of goals, though. Um, when when been, I played been, football, there was no stats. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah.
0: <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it goes next week when they play yeah, them. Because look, yeah.
2: I, I
1: I understand where you're coming from, and maybe maybe I do get caught up. I in think that's a pretty
0: basic stat, though. You would have had the <laughs> score. I, you I would agree. have had the score
1: no, back, back then, right? I go with my
2: heart. No, but that's what I'm saying.
1: Look, I can I can understand that because. Well, even in the in the big time, they say – and even the big ones are called out that you're looking too much into the stats yeah. and maybe not into the game itself. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, sometimes, stats tell
2: you a story. Yeah. And the thing oh, is oh, – Without a doubt, but, but every game of football is different. Every game of football I different. I agree with that, but the thing is, I'm just I'm,
1: – on the overall things, do I feel that – I feel now that Surrey Park's personnel – Right, have I the think, better. Uh, oh yeah, I think enough.
0: Surrey I think Surrey are the only team that can they can beat Sylvan because they'll be they'll of that top four they'll be the best suited to play but on turns to we'll play, make the <laughs> play at East build, But Ray Churnside will make the
1: preliminary final. That makes you feel better. But,
0: that's, but the thing is, though, out have beaten Surrey two out of the three times. Yeah, so uh, it'll be interesting how that goes. Yeah, um, with two other games, we'll do Croydon North and Underwinding first. Croydon North got their fourth win of the year. It was uh, really done in the first half. Ten goals to three before they That winning by 47 points. Batira, three goals. Riley Punnett best on ground. So they got four wins. Um, they've got Killsyth and I think uh, – I'm not sure who they've got in the in uh, in the other, in the other last round. They might have the bye. Um so, Corey North should probably finish on four wins. They will have take, taken that at the start of the year. Mark Holly, like we said in an earlier podcast, is departing at the end of the season. So, it'll be interesting to see where they go from there. And then Kilsyth and Forest Hill. So, last week, Forest Hill were a big story. Oh. Yeah. They come out 15 goals to three in the first half against Churnside. We thought, wow, maybe they can not only make the finals, but they might give it a shake here. Yeah. That's an incredible performance. They've come out against Kilsyth, a team they've already beaten twice this year at Forest Hill. We win this one, gents. We're pretty much locked in finals. Uh, Forrest Hill uh, managed five goals. Killsaw kicked 13-14, won by four, 53 points. Ryan Goodenson kicked six goals. Cam MacArthur was best on ground. The latter means Forrest Hill at the moment are in fourth on 1% more Kilsyth played the bottom two, and Forest Hill have to play Surrey Park and Nutter Wadding. So if Kilsyth do the business in the next two weeks, they'll make the finals. doesn't even matter about percentage. And, and to be honest, Ray, you, you know, you said every game is a different game of
2: football. Surely, Forest Hill,
0: how do you go from kicking 15 goals and a half against the second side to kicking five in a game against the fifth? I can't.
2: <laughs> as simple as that, I
1: can't. It's and incredible. I don't think
2: anybody can.
1: Two weeks ago, I had Forest Hill, you know, Visiting the Last Chance Saloon
0: yeah.
2: this week now well, they, they vis- visited they hung around for
1: a bit and, and now, they thought
0: it's not for us and, <laughs> yes,
1: and now it's now it's Heartbreak Hotel because yeah. that's it's I, I I I thought that the thing I, is though they might roll
0: Surrey next week uh, <laughs> no,
1: and, and and it'll go down to the last well game. We, we laugh at that but, but, uh, well, they, but they might, everybody might it. Side easily, but so they be turned easily so it it might. Might. so yeah, anyway. that's, these are the like you said every game's different but it's the vagaries and we're still talking about. Possibilities <laughs> leading into round 18. Yeah, it's. I just, I'd just be
0: really disappointed. I don't know what the chat would have been after full time because they go into that one knowing if we can beat Kilsyth, we'll have beat yeah. them three times. Yeah. We'll give ourselves, you know, the chance to to lock in finals because all we would have to do then is beat Nundawarning, a side that haven't won a game in yeah, thirty weeks right. or whatever yeah, it is, like and. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it's 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 really disappointing for Justin Cluner because he's a he's a good footy man. So he's a, he's a nice yeah. guy. He's, he's a ripping good, fella. And and
2: he, he, he'd been very loyal to. He has as been. Well. He has They're been. Right, so, yeah.
0: but the good news is, it looks like Kilside are going to break their finals duck. Yeah, yeah the, which is the right. first good for them. time since about twenty fifteen when they made the yeah. grand final. I think so. Yeah, played the grand. Final. Good for them. They're doing it with a lot of young fellas too, um, and they'll go in with a bit of uh, freedom when they play that yeah. final. But the thing is, as well, that whoever they play in that elimination final, Kilside should they get there, which they, like we said, they should. They'll play Surrey or Churnside, and they've beaten both oh, – sorry, they've beaten Surrey, and they almost beat Churnside. They lost by one point when they played at Pink's Reserve on a big ground, which is what East Build is. So, Kilsoth will go in, and, you know, they, they could very well sneak a, final,
2: a finals yeah. victory well, as well.
1: Great, could, go could Goodenson and the Hoogie Boogie man yeah,
0: – yeah, uh, right? yeah, Manny. Could,
2: just before we go, yeah. I have to ask you a question. Surely yeah. it's priority on the Eastern Football Netball League's agenda – We've got to get rid of these buys in division. 3 Oh yeah, four that's and absolutely four. that's absolutely. I mean, the other week there was three yeah. sides in division three had a buy on the same day. It, you know, it's, and these clubs. It, it's yeah, oh, well, that one
0: was obviously because yeah. they bought for a game yeah. Wavy Blues and French <laughs> Galley. Oh, I, that's ideally we get rid of buys, but the the only the only way to do that this year would have been to tell a side that probably didn't deserve or didn't want to go down or go up to do that. Um, and after the two years that we've had, yeah, it's. You'd be a pretty mean, mean league oh, yeah, uh, to, know, to, to tell know, a club yeah. to tell a club like a Fair Park, for example. <coughs> oh yeah, you know you didn't get a clean run in it. Yeah. Your only chance you've had in twenty years, but you know so. Yeah, I think ideally, ideally no buys, but I think we had to swallow them this year. But it was good to see that at least the top three divisions were even. Yeah, um, and there was that three-year plan that was put out um, in March and April to get it to all even. Yeah, um, you know, so now, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that good. goes. That is the plan in the long run, but. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, everyone's Matty, someone would have to sacrifice, and after the last two years, people have done enough sacrifices. <laughs>
1: and many, I believe, we uh, have another night game next Friday night. Do we? Yeah, we do. Ringwood are playing Knox.
0: Are they under lights?
1: Yes, they are.
0: Well, the lights are bloody fantastic at, at Ringwood. Yes, okay. five hundred lux lights. Yeah, okay. you, you, not only can the players see, the fans can see now. So right? you got to wear
2: your sunglasses. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Friday,
1: April three, seven o'clock. So okay. Ringwood are playing Knox.
0: There you go. There you go. Have to
2: look at the the weather, man. First, I think it'll be a low score
0: or two. Knox only managed two goals last time and played the Redbacks. Uh, Gents, always a pleasure. Thank you very uh, much on this one. We've only got a few, only got a couple more of these to go before we'll just be too busy to do the Monday recovery. So, uh, for the listeners out there, keep your ears tuned. We've probably got, I think we've got two more of these. They'll wrap up as soon as finals begin, and then we'll just try to do whatever we can to provide you with quality content. But until then, uh, enjoy your final few weekends of the footy as we build up to an exciting final series.
1: The end of the most important season clearance of the afternoon. So Haig won it down. wignall got
0: it. Can he get a handle away? He's gonna burst away. He's gonna run to 50. Low ball to the top of the goal square. McCormack! Oh no! He pulled it in! Oh, He's no. put it in! Oh Wignall! He got through the Acosta Harvey tackle. Oh, took no. Took a few paces and then speared it to Low to McCormack. He's been good all day, Billy. started the day with an almost hanger. Kick, kick, kick the up. check side right in front of us. Billy, make it, he can make a name for himself. Billy be a hero. Oh, I think they, they want him to be one now, Brad. 15
3: minutes out. Billy McCormick's kick it. Yeah.
2: Oh,
3: you will be a in front. 28 minutes. Goal.